it's all up in there. Yeah. Mhm. Got to make sure everybody's mic is working here. <laughs> yeah. No, no racial, racial. Uh, nothing, nothing coming out of my fat lips. <laughs> well, no, because because I was talking this time. I was. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish your story. Um, but yeah, it's rear wheel drive. So like you have to like lean back on it in order for the wheel to catch. Otherwise you just rip up a hole in, in your neighbor's yard. And that's kind of what I was doing. And I felt bad cause he was watching. So I'm sitting here and I had like, I really had to fart. Like <laughs> you would not believe, but I was like, I don't know why I was holding it. Cause like when you're riding on the mower, it's loud. So like nobody yeah. knows, but I think Drums I was, up. I was concentrating, right? I was concentrating mm -hmm. on not, fucking up his yard this is my first time aerating somebody's yard right. and uh so i'm concentrating on that and i guess i never i didn't really think like hey let me let me cut one real quick while i'm like in an intermission type situation <laughs> or when i'm turning the wheel you know like yeah, yeah. when you've got nothing going on and i'm sitting there and i have to like kind of bounce back on it to get the wheel to to plant while at the same time keeping my foot on the gas and just the the way I was, I didn't want to lean too far one way or the other because I was kind of at a slant. And so I'm like hammering down on this thing, trying to get some traction. And as soon as I did it, and I'm, I'm looking at my neighbor, he's across the yard as I'm trying to do this. And all of a sudden I look at him and make eye contact. And as soon as my ass hits the seat, I let out this hardcore rip <laughs> of a fart. And like, I panicked. I'm like, did he, and it was an accident. It wasn't like intentional. And so, you know, I panicked, and I'm sure I blushed, but you probably couldn't tell because I was far enough away. But, like, I'm like, man, I just ripped a loud-ass fart. But then I totally forgot that, you know, after a certain point, you just start to forget all the noise. You tune out the noise of the lawnmower. So, mm -hmm. like, I thought maybe it was louder than it really was, but there was just <laughs> there was no way of knowing. It probably just you know? blended in with the farts usually sound like not lawnmowers. Anyway, you know, I have a funny bit I do. Uh, whenever I fart, I, I like to make, I think farts are like party favors. Like it's, <laughs> it's a funny thing that you can do to like lighten the mood. So whenever I'm in like a really crowded place and I got a fart and like everybody's talking, I'll go shh. And then like once everybody gets quiet, I'll just let it go. So like as soon as it's silent, you hear a <laughs> There's another one that you do where you tell people, is someone cooking popcorn? And then, and then everyone takes a, takes a big old whiff. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And it sounds like it, too. Like, farts are fu They're hilarious. I don't know why. Like, that's... It's something that God made that we do that we're not proud of. But, like, if you just embrace it, you... You know, you can be funny with it. <laughs> like, find an opportune moment to, like, let out a good fart and... I have you know, a... Enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy it. I have a funny story uh, about about farting, right? All of them are. All, all stories about farting are funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, an individual, I won't say who it is because she listens to the show and I don't want to embarrass her. Um, <laughs> Which narrows it down to like, <laughs> like no. this is, I mean, it's somebody that I know like in real life. So, um, and they would never admit that they watch the show or never interact with us on the, in the chat because they're like right. way too well to do to be uh, slumming it with us. Um, <laughs> right. Right. But uh, we were all, we were all at like a table and gosh, I guess we must have just finished eating. And uh, she goes, she's doing this number, like she's trying to like cough, like she's got a fart on deck. And I didn't know what she was doing, but she was like really coughing, but it sounded fake. And I was like, what is, what is she doing? 
and I'm looking down the table, and she's going, (coughs) (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) like, and it was like a very obviously fake cough, and nobody else suspected anything, or at least they were like way too polite to look at her. The cops, she could fart. She was trying, but I don't think she had the fart ready to go. I think she thought she did, so she's like, she's like trying to work both of them at the same time, like trying to like lean and flex it out or whatever. And I'm the only one, like I said, I'm the only one looking at her and everyone else is, uh, you know, everyone else is too polite to either address it or they're just, they don't care <laughs> or they don't know what's going on or they don't suspect any kind of, uh, uh, chicanery. Right. So like, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm still watching this whole time and this coughing is going on for far too long for it to have been like just clearing of a throat or maybe like a tickle, you know, it's, there's something deeper going on, you know, and this is before a time of coronavirus. So it's not like anyone was suspicious of that. She, um, but she finally. I don't finally, think you can get a virus from a fart. <laughs> well, no, I mean like the coughing, the dry coughing. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right, right. But yeah, finally she like does this loud, <laughs> like a real loud long one, and I'm like, you know, but and then like immediately after she finishes, like as soon as she goes silent, you know, like the fart comes out. So like her timing was just like a couple sec, like maybe a couple milliseconds off. But it was enough to where the cough ended, pause, the fart began. Uh, so, like, there, uh, it was <laughs> all that work was for nothing. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure she went upstairs and she was like coughing blood for the rest of the night trying to clear it, it out. A, it takes a lot of skill to be able to time a fart with a cough. Yeah. And even worse, like, if you can do it with a sneeze, that's even better. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I got a sneeze coming. Can I work one? Yep. Okay. I mean, that's a difficult feat in and of itself. So. My hat goes off to anybody who can control their bodily functions in sync like that. Lord knows I can't. I just do it. I'm like, I don't hang out with anybody, so who cares? That's the worst times and just whenever you can. I used to know this guy that he could fart on command and, like, we'd go, like, out to parties and hang out with all these chicks. And then, like, he'd be like, you want to see something funny? And then he'd go over to, like, some chick sitting on a couch and he'd just, like, like like, stand on the, the side of the couch, you know? Like get on top of like the corner and then put his butt in some girl's face and just rip run and they always wear like trumpets they'd be like (laughs) and then he'd be like ah (laughs) and it was like hilarious like I don't know like how he got away with it because the girls would be like ah I can't believe that and if somebody like took the time to like do that to me and farted in my face I guess I wouldn't know how to respond to that I don't know how how you would respond to something like that you know I um. I remember in high school one time, a chick, like, she was sitting next to me in computer lab, and I remember I hated this chick. I still, like, I don't, I I often forget that she even exists, Um, but, like, now that I'm thinking of her again, I'm like, man, I hate this chick. And uh, she turned, and she, like, was, she she was going to sneeze, and then she turned back to me, and then she sneezed right in my face, and I was so furious, but, like, at the time... You know, thankfully, for the sake of this story, because this is this story ends up being very funny, um, I was able to control myself, right? So, you know, I kind of, like, cleaned my face up. It wasn't, like, goobers or shit hanging off. It was, like, a Ren and Stimpy still frame close-up <laughs> or anything. But, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, like, enough I felt the wetness on my face, and I'm like, ugh. And this is the kind of chick that blew so many dicks. Like, you don't know what she had. So that, I mean, I obviously had, as a big germaphobe, I was, like, very concerned about that. And anyways... So she goes to lunch right after class, um, gets out or whatever. We go our separate ways, and she ends up at lunch. And I don't—I didn't ever go to lunch. So I didn't, you know, I'm like, 
I went to uh, her locker, and we no one locked their lockers at a small school. Opened up her locker, and I went from room to room and collected all the waste bins, like the trash cans, and I just dumped them into her locker. Right? And I like <laughs> filled her locker from top to bottom, like kicking the trash down so it was all compacted so that it would fit. I mean, we're talking like tissues, crumpled up paper. Uh, soda cans, a banana peel, you know, it's like everything, every kind right. of imaginable trash. I mean, there were like, must have been like eight or nine classrooms in that hall. So, I mean, like I, I filled her locker with eight or nine trash cans full of garbage. <laughs> and then and then I took, and my locker was right next to hers. So I'm like, well, I know what she's going to do. So what I did was I cleared out my locker and then I put all that stuff, I hid it away. Um, I didn't really keep anything important in my locker anyways threw it all like hidden in the English room underneath one of the cupboards or whatever. And, uh, and then I was going to go get it later and bring it home and shit. But, um, as soon as she came back from lunch, she was with all her friends and I'm standing at the end of the hall, like hot shit, like just staring down the <laughs> hall, waiting for her. And she shows up, doesn't pay me any, Never mind. She just goes to her locker, opens it up. And just like this mountain, like in cartoons, like when they open the closet, when the kid shoves everything up in the closet and then the dad opens the door and like an avalanche of toys fall out. That's what it looked like. But with garbage, like just falling all down around her feet. And she was like, she was absolutely embarrassed. Like you could see it in her face and all her friends started like, they looked shocked at first, but then everyone started laughing. And I mean, it was like classic high school bullying type shit in like nice. in, in, in real form. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like the yeah, stuff that you see that. in the posters that they're like, don't do this. Don't fucking pick on your friends. And if you see someone sitting alone, eat lunch with them or whatever, cause they're probably getting beat up by their dad or whatever. Um, like the, I was that guy, like I would pick up, but it was always people who kind of deserved it. So like that instance. And you so like she the champion of bullies. <laughs> right. And, but I like, yeah. And, but like more, cause I was also like kind of a huge, like, no, I wasn't like popular. So, I was kind of like the guy who would have typically gotten bullied if not for the fact that like people just didn't care. <laughs> they were like, well, <laughs> like it was a small school, like I said, so it was like no one really bullied anybody, but like some people did. Like there was like one bully in the entire school and he was just he was like the Nelson of of the high school, but like everyone just <laughs> hated him, so we didn't pay him any never mind. Um Gosh, what was his name? Guy. His name was Guy, which is yeah, that's um, hilarious. Yeah, that's a hilarious bully name. And it's such a lazy guy. name. So, like, you know, the parents are lazy too. They're like, uh, "What would we call him?" Well, he's a guy. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, um, that seems good enough. But, so, what are we toasting to here? I got I my bottle. I know you know I'm I don't drink, to. but I got my bottled water here, so I'm ready to toast. To bullying. Uh... Let's let's toast to bullying. Keeping right. keeping bullying alive because what does workaholics say? They say at what point does the anti-bully campaign turn into just picking on the cool kids? You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cheers. Yeah, because, you know, uh, I think people need to be shamed. I think I think bullies are like a, a necessity, like a, what do you call it, necessary evil? Yeah, necessary evil. Because like, they're the ones that, like, tell you you suck and, like, why you suck. And people need to know that, I think. I think, I think people should know why they suck and, like, actively try to change why they suck you know so what be... I'm, I'm a little curious no and, and i agree with you wholeheartedly on that on that topic but i'm curious i wonder what if there's been a study because we used to call this kid a fag all the time like we'd call mm -hmm. him i mean this is back in like the late 90s early uh 2000s you know 
when it was okay to call people fag and retard and stuff, you know, and like nobody, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't really mean it. It's not like you were saying he was gay and you were no, you're slandering just, he was just him. just a fag. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I get it. Um, and it's not like you were saying he was mentally slow because typically the kind of guy you would call a retard was like a smart guy that just made yeah. like a dumb. Oh, oh come on, you retard. You know, yeah. and it was, you never really meant it like that. But a lot of these kids don't realize that. I have to tell my kids all the time. I'm like, well, we don't say fag or retard because <laughs> the fags and the retards get mad. Um, but they, um, get mad. The retards can't get mad. <laughs> like, come on. No, they're always happy. That's the thing. That's the thing that I love about them. Um, yeah. but no, they, uh, <laughs> you're going to get me in. Tr- oh, you're going to get me in trouble again. Um, don't get mad. Trust me. <laughs> That's going to be your quote for the week. It's going to say, retards yeah. don't get mad. Come on. Um, but no, uh, we called him, right, we called him a fag. His name was, I'm not going to say his name. I was just out of respect. But I almost did, because uh, who cares, you know? Probably still <laughs> but, um, but that's the thing. He, 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 he grew up, and now he's gay. So oh, now, really? and we always kind of like suspected that maybe he was a little bit of a fagula. Uh, but he, he grew up and then come to find out he's gay. And, um, now I'm kind of curious. I wonder what the statistics are of like bullies who call certain nerds fag or queer or whatever. What is the statistic of those bullied kids who grow up and become gay? And like, That's... is there an impact that these, cause we all know that homosexuality is not based on a genetic mutation. No, no, no. Uh, it's, 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 it's based choice. on societal upbringing. They've yeah. proven this now. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if bullying kids and calling them fag or gay or queer or whatever, uh, is part of that societal upbringing, or if it is typically more about like the 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 tolerant behavior within the home where it's like oh we love the gays and yeah, oh yeah, here yeah. dress up like a girl <laughs> Timmy and he oh just, you know he just grew up and he was like well I guess I'm a fag <laughs> yeah he's like I guess Tom was right you know <laughs> you know I see the, and like this is a topic that we've gotten into before about like people dressing their like boys up as girls and like I'm just gonna raise him as a girl and like I've seen these things where like um like these chicks they'll like they'll like let their sons like their their eight-year-old nine-year-old sons they'll like do makeup on them and then they'll like post it on facebook and they're like look at my son i painted his face like a girl and then the kid is like like what does that imply like what's the implication there like yeah maybe whatever it's okay she's just practicing and the kid the kid is a kid and so well, he doesn't know any better and like maybe he grows up and is like oh, I'm comfortable with it and the next thing you know he's sucking a dude off what do you mean <laughs> do you boys don't it? wear makeup yeah so I don't know that's a good question I, I think to wonder like the most people that I called fag like I wonder if they're fags now but then at the same time you have to think like the the brighter side of it is like maybe you help them understand that they are gay <laughs> <laughs> like, like they knew all along but you were the one going hey bro you are gay you're gay. how many people did you yank by the hair out of the closet <laughs> like, get out of yeah, here exactly, exactly. <laughs> you oh, pulled man. them out and you were like look dude you're gay stop acting like you're we not know gay, you're gay dude. <laughs> we know you're gay dude we know you're invisible um yeah, uh, no, I was watching that Aqua Teen. Speaking of, um, we know you're blank. You know, I was watching Aqua Teen, the movie, the other day where he's like, um, it always makes me laugh when he's like, freeze, we know you're invisible. And then, like, the guy's not really invisible. There's there's no one there. Remember that part at the beginning? I haven't seen it. I need to watch it again. It's oh, been, I, of all, I know, I'm such a huge ATHF uh, fan that I should 
I should like watch it every day. But the movie I haven't watched I, I uh, lately. I need to probably just go buy it on the internets. Yeah, but, you uh, should. But there's like a part at the beginning where like they're trying to catch Time Lincoln, and, and like the dude they roll. It's like these two cops and they burst in the door and he's like, "Freeze! We know. Come out. We know you're invisible." And he's like, "Just because we fought one invisible guy doesn't mean they're all invisible." <laughs> um, he's yeah, like, "But this time, I think maybe it is." So, but I, I was thinking, um, we were on the topic of movies earlier today, and I did have, I had a question for you that I didn't, I didn't get a chance to ask. What is like, we all have one, and I, I hope that people in the in the audience will also participate in this question. Um, and afterwards, I will, I'll make sure that I do the the greetings to everybody in the chat. But what is, feel free to play it, play along at home, folks. Mm -hmm, what is mm -hmm. the movie? that was so gay that had like a scene in it that was just so gay that you couldn't finish it like you had to turn <laughs> it off like everyone mm. has one and i know you know mine so i'll just i'll go ahead and say mine for the benefit of everybody at home uh i was watching a movie called uh, i love you philip morris um Right? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, Philip yeah. Morris with uh, and, Jim Car Jim Carrey and uh, Ewan McGregor. Right, and I thought it was going to be... I was like, oh, this will be a fun movie. It's got two funny guys in it. And this is back before Jim Carrey turned into a huge douchebag. But, like, I was like, two funny guys in it. I really like Ewan McGregor. He's a great actor. And, you know, it's it's about this... I thought it was about, like, this... I don't know if it is at this point. Like, if it's about, like, the cigarette company, Philip Morris, right? Um, mm -hmm. I was like, it, it's about cigarettes. I like cigarettes. I'm like, everything about this movie screams is like, it's perfect for me. And I'm like, glad I'm like in the video store, like, oh, I know this movie is going to be perfect for me and like waving it around. But in reality, it turns out there's like in the first opening sequence, there's a <laughs> very it. graphic gay <laughs> sex scene. And it, and it was, it was weird. I mean, like if it was just me, you know, it would have been one thing I might've just paused it or whatever and uh or like rewound it and then started again but like my wife was there with me right so like we were both mutually like like looked at each other we were both mutually disgusted and turned it off because it was just like it was so much right. um it wasn't just like a tasteful like quick boom it's over <laughs> you know it's, it's or imply terminology tasteful because like yeah, remember we were talking right. a few episodes ago about like you see like a movie or something where two gay guys kiss and you're just like, Oh, you're like immediately Aww. off. Foot. It's there's nothing tasteful about. It. And that's, again, that's just like, if you like watching dudes make out, like, you know, that's your thing. But for me, the moment I see two dudes kissing, like remember basketball <laughs> and this isn't mine. This isn't my one. Remember I like how basketball? you blame me. You're like, Oh, if you like watching gay shit, I mean, <laughs> Hey, remember, you know, remember basketball at the end when they have that like moment where they like make up like Matt Stone and Trey Parker and they're like in this like hot tub and then they just start making out <laughs> like it's it's supposed to be funny because they like made up being friends again and they go into making out <laughs> that was supposed to be like insinuate that now they're friends again but also like gay for some reason <laughs> but that isn't my one I'll tell you mine and like it, it was well like... I mean it's the end of the movie right so it's like well yeah, I've made yeah. it this far I might as well it, yeah it was the other movie. but the the my one actually isn't a movie and i'll tell you the backstory of it i had this friend when i was in germany um hopkins and he would always tell me about this show he'd go dude you gotta watch this show it's called um true blood and he's always telling me like <laughs> oh it's so fucking good dude it's so fucking good and so this one day he like came over to my my barracks room and he, he like brought this dvd yeah <laughs> he came by and he comes by 
and he like puts on the DVD and like, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Like you won't shut up about it. Right. And the episode that he shows me is like super gay. It's like the gayest episode of all. Like the first scene is like two dudes fucking each other. And throughout the whole, like literally first, like 20 minutes, it's just gay sex. And I remember I, I was like, dude, what is this? Like, this is your favorite show. Like, this is gay porno you're showing me. And he was like, it's not always this gay, dude. I And I was like, this is pretty gay, dude. Like, this is like super gay. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. At one point I was like, look, dude, this is like awkward. Like we're two dudes watching gay porno. That's what it is right now. And I was like, like to the point where I'm like super offended, you know, like, like I can't believe that you thought I would like this. Like, do you do you see what like, messages have I been sending that would like exactly. imply that this is the sort of thing that I'm into? Yeah, at that point, it's just like, oh no, dude. Like, so yeah, that's uh, that was my experience. And like anything else, like I try to like like read reviews about movies now because I haven't seen like the big gay movies like Brokeback Mountain. Like I never actually watched it, but I heard people tell me like that movie's about two gay dudes. And that was enough for me to be like, well, I'm not watching that. And then the Philip, uh, I love you, Philip. See, my sister was the one that told me she was like, I, just like you. She was like, I thought it was gonna be funny. And then the first scene is Jer- Jim Carrey getting butt fucked by somebody. And yeah, and they're all sweaty was... too. Like they're very, very sweaty. It's not like you know, like I said, it's not tasteful at all. Where it's like implied that maybe you know, like there's two dudes laying in a bed, and you're like, oh come on. And then the scene yeah. changes. Like it's yeah. like in the like, in the out. throes of butt fucking, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and they're all sweaty and gross, and they're <laughs> grunting, and like they both have mustaches. Like it's just very, very, very gay. And I yeah. can't, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Um, it's about as gay as what? About as gay as it gets. <laughs> I always like the, it's about as gay as come on a mustache. Like, it doesn't get much gayer than that. Not gayer than that. Um, so, um, so let's, we, uh, yeah, yeah let's shout all the people ahead. in the chat. Go ahead. Well, uh, I guess it, it, this is my thing. I often, I often am the one who does this. I rapid fire through it. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the chat. Uh, first one, presumably, that was here was Mike in Manitoba. Mr. Tachanka, a.k.a. A Target, Jay Coop, mm-hmm. Ryan Tremblay, Mr. Vladimus, uh, and then we've got, I know there's more, I know there's more in here, we have Dirk Sturmer, and which is <laughs> still a funny <laughs> name to me. That's a good one. Um, it sounds like, again, I'm going to use the word and get myself into trouble here, it sounds like a retard trying to say like Darth Vader, you know, or like a Stormtrooper, like yeah, like they're yeah. trying to talk about Darth, like, oh, just watch Star Wars is and there was a Dirk Stormer. Is it offensive to do a, um, an impression of a retarded person? I like, think... can you get away with that still? Like, remember when, okay, we're talking about bullying, when you were a kid and you would go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or when you say Timmer or whatever, you do the Timmy impression. To do like a mentally retarded impression. <laughs> I think it's like, I think even like addressing the fact that there are mental deficiencies among the population is like at this point offensive. And I think we can talk a little bit about that. Let me, yeah. let me, let me wrap. Uh, we got Skinwalker Cinema. So I assume we've got Yakov in the room. Nice. Uh, and then we've got Noni Shy, Buzz Buzzby, and 
that's everyone that I see in the chat. So welcome, welcome to the show. If you haven't already and you're having fun, hit that thumbs up button. We certainly appreciate it. It always looks great when we have double digits on that uh, <laughs> the thumbs yeah. up. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that too. That'd be great. We'd certainly appreciate it. Now that's what we were going to talk about a little bit. Uh, I guess we weren't really going to talk about it, but now we are because you brought mm -hmm. it up. Um, right, right. Like we and and we did talk about this a little bit the other day offline uh, about changing the rules, right, to where mm -hmm. what was once racism was like is like very obviously racism now, right? Like right. using certain right. slurs that were like deemed, hey, this is a slur. Like yeah. you cannot say the n word. You cannot say. Um, whatever like i'm not gonna go through the list you know as as funny as it might be to hear me sit here and like ruin any future possibility of like political uh, go through every racial epithet like let's see right this. right right um we won't do that though yeah no. uh just yeah just just in case i want to run for like uh, i don't know uh representative for the state of kentucky or whatever city council um, dude. then again <laughs> then again that sort of thing yeah then again that sort of thing might help me in a run for uh city council in kentucky depending on the city i suppose mm -hmm. um the uh not one of those faggy liberal cities <laughs> Good. nice um but yeah, That's like so, we changed. So offensive today. <laughs> this one gets an automatic NC seventeen rating. Um, so like when we change the rules of what is deemed, uh, you know, bigotry, right? Yeah, so like yeah, you yeah. can't like we used to have like clear cut rules like don't say this, don't say this, don't say this, and you're fine. And everyone was happy with that. Everyone was good with those rules yeah, for like a yeah. hundred years at least. Like it you know, really, like... it was really just the n bomb. Like the n bomb was the only word that you right. could say because that was like the most offensive word ever. <laughs> but everything else, you could get away with saying anything else. Like I laugh because remember we we're talking about like uh, British epithets, like racial epithets for British, like limey. Like that's hilarious. Like that's like hilarious. Like you could say that and nobody's like, oh, I can't believe you said. Like there's so many out there. Like Mick for like Irish people and like here we are going through all the racial <laughs> but there's like and then like even like the white people like racial like there's nothing offensive about them they're just funny you know so right, really right. the only one in my opinion the only one is the n-bomb that people go <gasps> you know but now it's like every single thing like you call a virus you name it after the country it was in and everybody's just like loses their shit you know right. what i mean right and and that's like that's where I kind of get a little frustrated, but at the same time I'm kind of like happy that this is happening, right? Because and and I know I used this quote with you the other day. You know, when everything is racist, nothing is racist. So like when we get to a certain point, like part of me is like egging these people on oh, to like, yeah. hey, that word is also a little offensive. Let's let's add that to the pile. Or hey, you can't yeah. say that because that's offensive to so and so. So like at a certain point, we're gonna have such a limited vocabulary of things that we can say that yeah. it's going to be very difficult not to say any of those things. And at that point, everyone's going to be like, well, I feel like that was one of those words that we kind of added in like the 2010s that nobody really found offensive, but for whatever yeah. reason got added to this list. So like, eh, fuck it. You know, let's let's go back to the, the point in history where we can just say whatever and pull our cocks out. You know, you're like, you just do whatever. Yeah. Like, go back to the 90s where it was, like, cool I'm to cool do with whatever. That. I'm totally cool with that. And I, that's I what I'm hoping we, we get to. Yeah. I'm hoping we get yeah. back to that point where when everything is bigotry, nothing is bigotry anymore. Because it's like, oh, did you say something mean about people who wear green 
shoes like how dare yeah. you you know i was like oh i didn't mean to you know i'm sorry people with green shoes those and then you well, say you like that was the argument too was it was you people was trending and i, yeah, I yeah, said yeah. you people right. need to grow up because trump because yeah, trump at a press conference said like uh why are you people always asking uh, such negative questions referring to the press right. And of course, it was a black woman, so you know it became oh, Trump said you people to a black woman. Yeah. No, he was talking to a journalist. They're so but eager to turn something he says into racism. They're so eager, they just want to like vilify him. That's all there is to it. Right. But you know what's funny to me is like guys like us, and I think I would say I would, uh, I would say our listeners probably too is that we're not really offended by anything. Like you could call us anything and make fun of us and whatever, and we just kind of like laugh at it or go like, "Sick burn, bro." <laughs> but like, really, I think that's the problem. And this is my uh, soapbox: is that's the problem with society is that they are offended by shit. Like, who gives a shit? It's just words. Like, it does literally nothing to you. Like, unless you let it. Like, that's the funniest thing about it is like people are like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said this word or you said that word." And it's like, so the fuck what? Like, who gives a shit? Like, oh, my God, did you die? <laughs> did you die from it? No, no and that's when, alive. that's when I share that Tobey Maguire picture where it says, going to cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and that, to me, like, that makes it even better when people take it personally. Like, that's when I'm like, oh, it worked. It totally <laughs> worked. I got to think of better words next time. The um, Yeah, I'm, I'm all about people, uh, you know. A, I'm all about people like either loosening up and being like, yeah, you know what? We are being retarded, right? <laughs> like, I want to get back to saying that because that's that's one of my like yeah, eight words in my retarded. vocabulary. It's, um, it's funny. And like, but I'm also like for people continuing on this path of self-righteousness where they're like, we need to stop saying anything that has the letter Y at the end because the Y chromosome is the fucking devil, you know, like, and that's kind of what the road that we're going down, right? Like women, women don't even want it to be spelled W-O-M-E-N. They want it to be spelled W-O-M-Y-N or whatever. And they want to change like these pronouns and they want to change this and they want to change that. And it's like, um, grow up. And you know what's so funny about it is like, even when you think about it, like, what really did you achieve? And like in the like, let's assume that there's this this like future where like all these words are outlawed and like people get their way and you're not allowed to say certain things. Like I will champion the movement of coming up with new words <laughs> to offend people. I will constantly come up with new words that offend people that like throughout the ages, people will be like, you can't say that. And then I'll come up with a new word that they go, well, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> and then I'll come up with another word that pisses them off. You're the you know, guy. Just, yeah, you're the guy who just like furthers you. You keep bigotry alive, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. like I'd like to think so. Yeah. Well, that's why you so have the we ally, do? right? We've made it. We've successfully made it all the way to the actual content of the episode. We made it through the monologue and everything. Um, well, it's not yeah. really like a monologue because it's always the two of us or whatever, but the dual log. Just rant. Um, so what are we? about uh not the co the covid 19 again i hope not because i'm so fucking sick of that shit <laughs> you know a country actually banned the use of the word uh coronavirus <laughs> it's like turk like a country that i didn't even realize existed until i read the name of it and i was like turk turk is Zenistan or something um but yeah they banned the use of the word coronavirus which is funny because like i've heard the word like i kind of wish that they would ban the 
word coronavirus everywhere because I'm so yeah. fucking sick to death of hearing it. Like, I'm at this point, like, I would rather people, I, w- I would, I welcome people calling it the American virus because I'm just so tired of hearing it called the corona or hearing the coronavirus or COVID 19. This, like, yeah. everyone's like, no, we need to call it. Uh, the American virus because they're always calling it the China Chinese virus yeah, or the, yeah, yeah. the Kung Flu or whatever. They're just trying to shift blame back to us like right. we are the ones that and, ate a bat or something. And you know what? Do it because I'm tired of hearing the word coronavirus so call yeah. it the American virus or the American flu or whatever. I don't, I don't even give a shit anymore. I just don't want to hear the word coronavirus anymore. Like when people were like 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. Okay, I got it. I, like I get it. We're still talking about it Like and it's 20... 14 15 like we're still like on this kick of like 9 11 but like let's let's drop that term <laughs> it happened it was a thing you know and let's call it <laughs> if you have to continue to talk about it let's call it the attack on the trade center or something mix it up it's like when uh kevin smith did a bit um where he was talking about how he wrote the he was asked to write the death of superman script and he um he changed he said he would call him Superman, but then every once in a while he would change it up and call him Kal-El, or he'd call him uh, a son of Terrell or whatever. And he would he would just change up his name to something else so that it's not like Superman did this, Superman did that, Superman, 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 Superman all throughout the thing. Or he'd yeah, call him Man yeah. of Steel. Yeah, that's um, a good writer. Right, and and the guy like didn't know what he was. He was like, "Who's that? Who's Man of Steel? Who's this? Who's this? it?" Was like the producer or whatever. And he's like, "That's that's his, uh, you know, Jor El. Was it Jor El? Is his name? Or no, that's his, dad? his dad's name. Uh, that's Kal-El. Dad. Kal-El yeah. is the yeah. It's like he's like Kal-El's Kryptonian name, right? And mm-hmm. so he's like, "Oh, like the dude clearly had no idea what anything to do about um, Superman." But that's kind of like where I'm at with. Um, the, the like nine eleven using that term all the time using coronavirus all the time using this for all the like let's mix it up a little bit and let's let's yeah. pretend that you're writing the novel of your life would you like to see the same fucking word every page used to describe the same thing like at a certain point you sound like a broken record and no one wants to hear you talk which is kind of like the fact of the matter already yeah, yeah. but let's let's try to mix up your book a little bit and make it maybe a little bit more sellable so it doesn't end up in the dollar bin yeah. uh, <laughs> so what we're we, what we are talking about today i'll let you take the wheel here in a second there was a there was an interesting thread that uh we, we actually shared on the twitter and we're gonna kind of touch on the thread itself but we're more gonna talk about some of the some of the stuff that wasn't mentioned in the thread. It's about the Simpsons and the Yellow Cube. And uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and take the wheel here, V, since I've already, uh, you know, I've hogged the microphone enough. Oh, okay. I'm going to let well, you Well, this take is my understanding, and based on our information is solely based on a, a Twitter thread, because I did my research, as, as I do, I checked the Wikipedia and all the everything else and scoured the internet for things about the Yellow Cube. And there's not much to go on, I'll be honest. And, like, other than, like other than like memes and shit but like apparently and this is what the the gist of the the theory is here is that apparently somehow matt groaning the creator of the simpsons right we all know and probably used to love but don't anymore apparently this guy got a hold of this yellow cube which is like some (laughs) some artifact from ancient egyptian days that lets him see the future and so the theory is that like like he got this yellow cube and instead of like using it (laughs) using it to like save the world from the coronavirus (laughs) instead he decided to like predict stuff on the simpsons which to me seems a little far-fetched but like there are some interesting like 
there are some interesting things that he that the Simpsons did predict, which at the same time, like South Park's done the same thing too. Like they've predicted a lot of things too. But um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it to be honest. Like when I went through the thread, I kind of like laughed because a lot of the stuff is speculative. But then, like I was saying the other day to you, I go, well, that's what we do on the show. <laughs> We're super speculative <laughs> about everything too. So fuck it, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Let's see like what the audience thinks about it and like. Um, that's kind of the gist of it. Um, what like what I know is like it comes from ancient Egypt, which like let's be honest, all the weird shit comes from ancient. We tie aliens to ancient Egypt. <laughs> like there's so many things with like pyramids and like Egyptians and like dog-faced gods that you go, well, there was some weird shit going on back then. That to this day we can't really like. I mean, we can't. Like, there's still things to this day that we go, what the fuck? Like, I saw this thing the other day, and this, I know I'm getting a little off topic, but I saw this thing the other day. I watched this historical video, and they were talking about Cleopatra and how, like, we have this image of her now that she was, like, this beautiful, like, whatever. But she was, like, a product of, like, inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> so she was probably, like, a mongoloid. <laughs> she was probably a retarded person. <laughs> <laughs> or a fag, who knows? Yeah, or a fag. Um, <laughs> but, did you know but, she yeah. was uh, she was hooking up with um, with Julius Caesar? Right. Which wasn't that like her brother or some shit? No, no, no. no they, that's Roman. Uh, <laughs> that's Roman. <laughs> they um. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, she was Egyptian, and then Julius Caesar was you know from Rome or whatever. And um, but they hooked up, and they kind of like created this allegiance. But they like literally hooked up, and they had a kid, and then that kid. Uh, I believe he was um, he was adopted by somebody. I don't remember. Like I'm not I'm not great with my Greek history. I'd have to talk to my oldest about that. He's the one who studies all that stuff. But yeah, like their kid ended up going on to become some uh, phenomenal. I don't. I, I want to say Octavius or Augustus. Anyways, Auto, all those Auto. names run together. Auto Auto Erotic uh, Augustavia. <laughs> no, I was, I was yeah, Dr. Octopus. Ottawa. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, uh, what was his name? What was yeah. the dude that played him? Fucking... Uh... Willem Dafoe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh, the guy, he was in uh, Prince of Persia too, and he says the word notoriety. Oh, you're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. No. <laughs> that's sad. That's sad. I'm talking about the chubby guy. What is the guy's name? Come on, that's gonna bother me. I don't. What are we talking about? Uh, Alfred, Doc Ock. Alfred, uh, Alfred Molina. That's it. Alfred Molina. I don't know Nailed. who that is. Nailed. It. What is he in? What else is he in? <laughs> he was in Frida with the uh, the unibrow. The nah, unibrow. Give me, give me something else. Give me something that I've he, seen. He was in. Um, I don't know. He's a, he does a lot of voice acting. I know that. I can I tell you know. that. What was he in that you're talking about? He plays Doc Ock in a... and Spider and the Spider Man too with uh, your boy Toby Bully McGuire. Oh, <laughs> I never. You know what? I don't think I ever watched that. Are you kidding me? The second one no. is the best one out of no. all the Spider Man movies. I'm gonna go on record and say that Spider Man Two is the best one out of all of them. You know what? Ever? I really here's my unpopular opinion. I actually liked the uh, Spider Man with the second less popular guy. Um, Alfred uh, Garfield or whatever, Andrew. Yeah, something like that. The the the, the goofy one, but not he like a... funny. He was like a puss. <laughs> well, <laughs> Spider Man is kind of a pussy, and I, like I will, I, I, I'm happy to like say Black that. With uh, Jamie Fox, what are we talking about here? I thought we were talking about the know. yellow. We are kind of talking about the yellow. I'm excited box to here. talk about the yellow cube because it's like TV stuff, and you know I'm like a TV movie guy, so it's like. 
But uh, that was actually really the gist of the knowledge I had, and there wasn't much to go on. You know, it's not like I could read Wikipedia and pretend that I have all this knowledge on it. So you <laughs> kind of gotta, you kind of gotta like take the reins and go, well, this is a, uh... and then I can throw in like quips and stuff. You know, quips. So yeah, I'll I'll do. I was hoping that I could be that guy this time because I wasn't. You were like, oh, this is really fascinating shit when you were texting me the other day, and I was like, oh, cool. He'll read the whole damn thing. And he'll commit it to memory, and then like we get here today, and you're like, let me pull it up. I don't remember shit about this. Shit. Like back and forth, like a couple of hassles. Um, yeah, go, you go ahead and take the reins on this one because um, you <laughs> no, uh, no. So like the idea is, yeah, there was like this government program and. Uh, the names are unimportant, but it was like Majestic 12 is a secret organization founded in the United States back in the 1940s, kind of around the same time as OSS, which is like the modern day CIA and shit. Um, And like this box, uh, presumably yellow because it's called the yellow box, but then again, like the black box is orange. So like, who knows what color this box really is? Um, Like you could, you could look into it. And again, I don't know how big, like nobody knows shit about this freaking box other than like what it does so like it could be huge it could be little i assume that it's like little like like a little magic eight ball <laughs> like that's I, the I way when we were talking the, about uh, it uh when we were talking about the, it, uh, like, the tesseract from the tesseract. right 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 <laughs> i was um, imagining like see i imagined it as like the little like a little like magic eight ball size so i could be like will i ever fall in love and i shake it and it's like try again later um that's how i imagined this little yellow box it like supposedly allows him to see like the future like isn't that what the whole thing is is like the yellow cube that's why matt groaning is able to predict the future on these episodes which to me seems like this <laughs> like i'm like that's why like i can't buy into it because i'm like well first of all if you got a yellow cube that could see the future like why would your logic be like i'll just predict it on my tv show <laughs> and then everybody will go well, like the end game there is that you have your audience going he predicted that trump would be president <laughs> and there's nothing like to gain from that other than people's shock and that's about it well like, there's so much more you can gain like what i'm saying here is there's so much more that you can gain from being able to see the future and we talked about this right like, the first thing i would do is try to find the lottery numbers for like tomorrow you know um shake the map uh, a tesseract and go <laughs> <laughs> will i ever fall in love the um no so here's my argument my counterpoint i'm gonna push back as they say uh i'm gonna push back on your argument and say like look at all the people who have ever won the lottery okay and then look at their life expectancy <laughs> and, like that buys 100k of cocaine <laughs> right they die instantly like and it's like um, it's not a good investment. Winning the lottery is not a good investment because a, uh, your lifespan shortens significantly. You have people coming out of everywhere to b- bug you about it, and like all of a sudden you have like cousins that you've never even heard of from relatives that you don't even you know aren't your relatives because they're like a totally different color and they're from like <laughs> space, you know, like they're from like the furthest reaches of the planet, um, and you're like, it's frustrating. And and some places you can't. They have to publish the name some states you don't have to uh but in some states they do publish it and i I can see why if i had a box like that okay i would not pick the lottery uh especially for for that for for that reason among many others um 
like all the reasons why people don't and like you look at the people who like blow all their money and then they like end up back and they end up dirt poor because the type of people who like <laughs> type of people who buy lottery tickets are not typically people who manage money well because no, yeah, that's, that's why point. they're buying a lottery ticket so um, is this where we're going like what would you do if you had this <laughs> is that yeah where we're going I, mean, I mean we can I mean, ultimately uh we can we can keep going down this path and and see where it takes okay, us but break it down for what would you do let's see let's say hypothetically this yellow cube exists and you stumble upon like you, you're traveling in egypt or wherever it was found. i don't I, I don't even know how this thing came about to be honest like the, the story goes that it was like an artifact in Egypt that somehow made it in, its way into like a government program that just so happened to be Matt Groening lived in the neighborhood of that for some reason, and somehow he got it. So let's say that happens to you, like your neighbor is like, check out this thing I got, and then he has a heart attack and he gives it to you and you end up with it. And now you have this this yellow tesseract that you can see the future and it's like whatever, like whatever time you want you can see and it's only the future right like you can't see the past no it can bend space and time so that me like and and i believe that the the story was you could look backward or forward in time oh okay Uh, this is part of a cia this is part of a cia program known as project looking glass oh that's right yeah i remember reading that okay so let's assume that you've gotten a hold of the tesseract the magic eight ball and uh and it works that way where you can like bend time and space and see the future and the past there are, we'll, we'll say three things like you're limited to three like the magic number you're limited to three things that you can do without any regard to past or future so what do you do hmm. i'll go back and congratulate no here, here's how i get here's how <laughs> i uh i keep um uh, our buddy uh, Yakov. Um, <laughs> uh, this is how I this is how I keep our buddy uh, Yakov uh, listening to the show. I go back and congratulate Hitler for a job well done. <laughs> all right, all right, I said it. I'm I'm just kidding. Let me We're go so on the offensive. record. Let me go on the record and say I'm kidding on that one. We just I think we just topped the offensive level. <laughs> I had to. I was like the Pat Bateman phone call where he's like, finally, he's like, and I ate some of their brains. Like he has to like distance himself immediately from it i'm sorry i'm sorry no i would um i would probably do the same thing that matt groening did uh i would do a some kind of like really long-term surefire paycheck okay uh i don't know necessarily if it would be a television show i would assume i mean that would be probably the best way to do it um to guarantee like a long-term paycheck like that would be to create a tv show which is why i think if again if this is all true i would say that making a tv show is probably the best bet and and considering it is now the longest running tv show uh tv series like mm-hmm. it kind of like backs up my argument for me yeah he's um, worth i was reading actually i read the wikipedia about matt groaning he's worth 600 million right now he also fucks little kids remember he was on epstein's oh. flight logs remember oh, um, yeah uh, he was like, he was, he was, they talked about him. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the girls that came forward, um, and she was talking about the experiences that she had as a girl on the Epstein flights. She said that Matt Groening had like a foot fetish, but like his feet were the nastiest feet she had ever oh. seen in her life. And like, they were all jagged and, uh, the nails were never clipped and they were all yeah. yellow and stuff. Um, so like, guys and like feet man like fucking Tenton Quarantino and 
these guys. Um, so, so you create a show. I would do you, something you only like do that. One yeah. thing? No, I mean that would be one of the things I would do. Uh, and then on top of the, and and this is why I see where he why he would have done that because that's a guaranteed paycheck. Like if right. you know, um, if you look out far enough and you're like, okay, if I do this thing. If I take these certain, because the way it was kind of described was kind of like you look into this thing, and it's kind of like the the death crystals on Rick and Morty. There's like a, I don't I know you haven't watched the new season yet. I um, have not. Yeah, there's like a thing where they have these death crystals where if you look into them, you can see the future, but it's always changing because whatever you're doing impacts the future. So like right. Morty spends the whole episode trying to move towards this life with Jessica, right? Um, what is that theory called? The it's like a time. What is that called? Where we um they talk about it in the Endgame movie, where the the timeline breaks because something happened differently. So now there's like fracture. two different timelines or whatever. What is that called? A there's a term for it. Or a splitting. I don't know. I yeah, I think I, I, anyway, the rift maybe. Yeah, um, maybe some paradox. Maybe a paradox. Paradox is, is when it doesn't like doesn't line back up. Kind of like um, in time travel, if you were to travel in time on earth and you go one minute into the whatever into the future you're not where you were when you left like the machine is not going to be there because the earth moves during that time so you're going to end up in space because like in that minute the earth moves away from where you are in space time so anyway that's kind of like a paradox or like the terminator 2 there are plenty of examples of paradoxes in there that people will you know fight to the death about some <laughs> movie or whatever yeah. but it's like come on man i'm just here to watch arnold schwarzenegger uh yeah. fighting uh, robots and shit um so that's but, but you like he, you look into this box and like your decision at the time change mm-hmm. the future and what you see so like i would sit there and i would just think of different next steps to take in order mm-hmm. to secure such and such a future. And if I like kind of planned out in my head or like you could sit there and kind of write down notes of like what you need to do and you commit those things to um, your plans or whatever, then right. you guarantee kind of what you're doing is going to line up and create this future. Now, whether so or not you, you fuck like it up. Job security is <laughs> yeah. like your main concern. Yeah, that's pretty job much security. it because I mean like, like I said, when you have like a big chunk of money come on you, the government obviously takes a lot of it. Uh, and then you also have like, it's a one-time payout. Or if you do the the progress or like the payout month to month or whatever, or yearly, you get such and such amount. Um, if you do that, typically those people's lifespans shrink for some reason. Like they're uh, the average lifespan of somebody who wins the lottery and takes a month to month payout. Uh, right. They live significantly shorter than yeah. their um, peers, so that's that's something that I think about too. But if I just get a job, like a good job that will create a legacy, because we're sitting here, we're saying the guy's name, we're talking about his show. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. he's had multiple yeah. shows at this point. He's got the longest yeah. running show in in history, uh, so he's created this legacy while at the same time maintaining this job this security this financial security and that may have been like if we're talking about you only get three shots that's one right so i mean like what else has he done i want to i want to fuck kids you know like that's his other one (laughs) (laughs) and uh so that's so now like (laughs) 
But I think like the dude probably still has it because through over the course of his, can you imagine, right? Somebody's like, hey, Matt, we're really struggling on this episode. We need like another filler. We need like a little minor story to throw in here. Yeah, you yeah. got anything? And he's like, let me go take a shit and I'll come back and I'll let you know. And he like sneaks into his bathroom, reaches under the Shakes cupboard, his, grabs the yellow right. box. What should we, you know, what, who's the president in 2016 or whatever? Who wins the presidential election? He shakes it. President Trump? What? You know, and he's like, all right, well, that'll be fun. How does he ask to, or how does he announce his presidency? He does it coming down an elevator in such as in the Trump Tower. Oh, well, that, okay. What's his campaign slogan? Make America great again. Uh, okay. Well, oh, that's weird. You know, okay. And he comes back out and he's like, all right. So President Trump, you know, runs in 2016. And they're like, what? And nobody believes it. He throws it in yeah. the thing. Or like, uh, you know, he's like, oh, let me take a shit. Runs in. What's the formula <laughs> for discovering I the love Higgs how in boson? This scenario, he's you know? got to take a shit. <laughs> Just always shitting. They're like, why does he always go to the bathroom? Does he have a notebook in there? They're like peeking it. They just see a little yellow box and they're in like a bunch of kitty porn or whatever. And they're like, what is all this stuff? <laughs> no toenail clippers. Image. No toenail clippers anywhere. Um, but yeah, like that's what he does. Is he? He's like, what's the Higgs boson formula? Do they ever discover the Higgs boson formula? Yes, and it's this. And he's like, all right. So Homer discovers the Higgs boson, and then he's here's the formula, and he's like looking at his old scratch pad that he wrote the formula down. And they're like, this is really random stuff, but cool. Okay, we'll do it, man. Yeah. And then like he just does that just for because he's so bereft of original ideas yeah. that at at a certain point he's just like, I'm just gonna pluck stuff from the future throw it in i'll be long dead by the time they come true or like i'll be in prison for fucking minors it won't matter so like who cares yeah so he's making right. all these crazy predictions and telling his staff here put that in and whatever and if not people will think that i'm some kind of nostradamus of the 1990s um or the late 80s early 90s and you know they'll think that i'm something special and you know i'll be hailed as like matt groaning uh fortune teller or whatever or like you know it was just a way to like take uh heat off of the fact that he does kids yeah exactly <laughs> he's, he's like, like they'll remember me for that not for fucking kids no and then and then too he's like don't you think if i was banging kids i and or if i had a time machine i would have looked into the future and known that i was going to get arrested for this and avoided it you know like that's ridiculous uh of course i'm not fucking kids and that's not why i'm doing this um but that that's yeah i think that's the only reason I lend any kind of... Because I could sit here and pick the theory apart all day long. Right. Um, and I may just. I don't know. But, like, my reason for believing there might be some truth to it is, like, that seems like the most reasonable thing that a level-headed, I guess, pedophile uh, <laughs> would do. No, like, uh, the most level-headed decision back. that somebody could make with that sort of power to not draw attention to themselves. And then you're just like, no, I didn't know. I didn't have a time machine that I could see President Trump would get elected. I just picked the most outlandish thing that I could possibly think of. And, you know, he lives in Trump Tower, so of course he'd be coming down the escalator, and that's where the Trump o or the press always gets him. And no, I didn't know what the Higgs boson formula was. I don't have a time machine, but, you know, based <laughs> off of the studies that I read, I could reasonably assume that this is what it was going to look like. I just got lucky. It's just numbers. There's a probability that I was going to be right anyways, you know. Like, and you could be very dismissive of it. So, yeah. I don't know. I, th but that's my thing. He It kind of, like, creates this air of controversy and uh 
yeah. mysticism and stuff like yeah, that. Definitely. Like, is he? Does he have a time machine box that he can shake and look into and tell the future and shit? Um, I don't know, but let's talk about it. Let's talk. To, you know, let's go watch The Simpsons. You know, let's yeah. catch. And it creates this uh, long-lasting legacy and it expands. Because right. I don't watch The Simpsons. I used to when I was younger. It's like to me, it's like a kids' show, which is kind of why it's on Disney Plus now. Um, and I don't yeah. watch it uh, just because I don't find it that interesting. I did when I was a kid or a teenager, but um, like, yeah, it's not very good. It's no I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna it. go out of my way to watch this show. <laughs> but here we are, and and it almost had me wanting to watch The Simpsons because I'm like, right. well, now I'm kind of curious. So like, it does create this. It is a great marketing tool. Yeah, uh, that That's he a good does. Point, maybe actually. he sneaks yeah. these little things in there. Um, I don't know, but that's again, that's my theory for it. Now I could also sit here and say any number of the things I can tell you. Uh, I can I can dispute any number of things. Roy's tiger attack. So Siegfried and Roy got attacked by their tiger. They're yeah. tiger trainers. There is bound to be, and, and animals instinctively yeah. will go back to their primal at their primal nature, and they will occasionally attack their trainers. It happens, and like yeah. it's a it's a tiger with a lot of lights and a lot of people in the audience. And sure, there's going to be a point where these two homos on stage get killed <laughs> by a, a tiger, right? Yeah, they're and, definitely yeah, they're definitely uh, mutated tomatoes. That was another example that they give the tomato plants. It's not that hard to create, and especially now, like. Uh, even at the time, which that episode came out back in like the mid '90s or maybe even mid to late '90s, but um, that that episode talks about how they blended tobacco and, and and tomatoes and create this new tobacco plant, which is a disgusting tomato. And then somebody yeah, went and created the tobacco by splicing two plants together. Now, like if you know anything about gardening or planting or any of that process, it doesn't take much to create hybrid plants. Um, that's something that people have been doing for millennia. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's no surprise there. So uh, rigged voting machines, they were talking about how some of these things are just things that, like, um, we already knew that uh, these voting machines, this is back when uh, Obama versus Romney, we already knew that there were, like, uh, fallacy or uh, shortcomings in our election system. Yeah. And whenever you put anything into an electronic, which is why I'm so adamantly against the electronic voting system, I, I think everything should be paper ballots, hand counted. I mean, you're only counting a set number and you have pollsters or uh, poll officials who count the shit. And I mean, like, it does, it's not like you're counting 300 million votes or whatever the adult pop, it's 180 million or whatever. It's not like you're counting 180 million votes by hand with one person you're doing it by district and each district only has x amount of people between and you're talking like eight or nine people in a poll station come on like it's not that difficult but they want to switch to this electronic system so that it can be manipulated and we know that that's a shortcoming and it can be hacked and they can be manipulated within the parties uh so that's not like something that i would say is necessarily predicting the future that's just common sense yeah um yeah hey, like, and uh... dustin's in the uh, dustin's in the uh D old D minus. He's in the chat. D train. And he said he's going to plant something in me, Tommy. So uh, talking about the uh, tobacco plants. So and then uh, let's see what else. I mean, I didn't read all of them. The smart watches. I mean, that was shit that was predicted in like uh, Star Trek back in the eighties, seventies, eighties. So I mean, like this is a lot of this shit is like I could sit here and pick it all apart and yeah. 
uh, horse meats that used as a secret ingredient. They've been using horse meat in food forever. Um, the beetles. I mean, some of them are real far-fetched. Like you said, they're speculation. Uh, but again, at the same point, we want to talk about how, like, I think we've made this argument before where if something weird happens and then it doesn't happen again, it's real easy to be like, even you and I will be like, oh, it's not paranormal, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, like even we can, <laughs> even we yeah. can admit that there's probably nothing paranormal about it. But like, if yeah. there's something weird that happens and then it continues to happen, like, yeah, there's a pattern at this point. And now you kind of have to address the fact that it might be true or it might be paranormal. It might, whatever. Um, and Dustin, you better hit that like button because you were, yeah, Dustin, you were here I see you in there and you know I'll never snuggle with your game. I knew he was gay. <laughs> he says um, I want to snuggle. What an asshole. The, uh, but yeah, that's um, all, all that stuff. I mean, like like I said, we, we could sit here and pick it apart. We could support it at the same time. But like yeah. there is a pattern there whether or not he's just really, really lucky and like he used common sense mixed with timing mixed with having a pulse on uh, world events and yeah. a trajectory of where technology and shit was going I don't know or I'm not above believing that he has a time box I think that that sort of thing probably exists there's so many things in science that you know when they say uh, science or um, t- truth is sometimes stranger than fiction um, right. I think there's a lot of stuff that like we perceive as being like oh that's too crazy to be true it's obviously like that's some shit from star wars or whatever and then you're like you just dismiss it and you automatically assume and you write it off as something as like well that's there's no way that there's like a flying spaceship that can do the kessel run into a parsecs but <laughs> but there are things that are way weirder than that that we're just like we're so trained to ignore the really weird because we've seen all these things we've been told oh that's science fiction that can't exist but there's like a lot of stuff that like was predicted from like other shows too like you mentioned star wars and like star trek they pretty much predicted cell phones like back in the 70s they had those little things that like the communicators that pretty much cell phones spawned of and like that's science fiction for you like they predict a lot of shit and it's not really like predictions it's it's like you said it's kind of educated guess and like I, i think it's funny that like um that like Matt Groening like went political with it and like showed some like shit and like that like oh President Trump or whatever and like that's what shocked people was like he predicted it he must know the future or some shit but like I like I still go back to like like my and like I'm gonna push back again because I'm like like why would that be the thing you did like there's so many things that you can do like like even like humanitarian like I guess coming from a dude that bangs kids you can't expect him to be too much, too much of a humanitarian you can't expect him to be like a philanthropist or like some, yeah, someone no, who but I mean, like, and then here's the other thing too is like um, we talked about that it, it can see the past too and like I was like really kind of like racking my brain before we talked before we got on the air because I was like well what would I do if I could see the past and the future and like First of all, I don't really think I would look into the past at all. Like, I can't think of anything. Like, if you can't, like, the past can't affect my future and the time that I live in now. So what do I give a shit about the past? But the future, like, there's so many things that you could, like, like, I I would probably go, like, okay, we'll talk about (laughs) Like, first of all, like, I the first thing I would do is I would look as far into the future as possible. Like, I would go, like, maybe, like, three. How does it end? Yeah, like, that's the first thing I'd want to see is, like, okay, like, I know I won't live to see that, but I want to see it, you know? Like, first of all, I'm going to see, like, is there ever going to be an apocalypse? Like, is God going to come back? 
you know, let's let's go like even just like three, th- like maybe like a thousand years and go, let's see if he comes back in a thousand years. And like if there's like nothing left and it's just like cockroaches roaming the <laughs> earth, then I'm going to be like, oh, maybe that's a little sooner than I thought. You know, so that would be probably the first thing I do is like my morbid sense of whatever is I Im- immediately go into like, are we going to like, is the world going to end and like, is the human race going to like end and all that? But um, and then and then I'd probably do what like you know I I'd, I'd do the lottery numbers I definitely I definitely go and try to like win the lottery because then you know I I I the way I look at it is like you can see the future and like if you if you know the future then obviously there are ways that you can like affect your own future you know and like when you think about it, like, and here's the philosophical point is like, no matter what you're going to die. And like, even like there's that, um, that desire to go, well, how do I die? Like, if you can see the future, like, isn't that something that you want to go like, Hey, look, um, I know when I'm going to die. And so I'm going to try to affect that too. Like, I don't want to die. Like nobody wants to die. But the fact is, is like, that's inevitable. Like you're inevitably going to die. So yeah, you can affect the future as much as you want. And you can like, you know change whatever you want but inevitably you will eventually die so like you said like and then that goes back to the whole legacy thing like maybe that was matt groaning's thing as he goes i know i'm gonna die at this point in time so i better figure out a way to like live on right so i don't know that's my spiel i i think i think definitely i would try to figure out some sort of legacy thing because i know i'm gonna die but like probably i'd do the lottery thing and then just like spend billions of dollars on coke and hookers Hey, so speaking of legacy, we have a special guest in the studio, and I'm going to ask him a question, and then he's going to go to bed because it's way past his bedtime. Sterling, (laughs) tell the people at home what you would do if you could see into the future. Like, what would you look? What would you look for? What would you ask? I don't know. You don't know. Would you look and maybe see what you were going to get for Christmas? Yeah. You'd do that. What else? (laughs) What else might you do? Don't know see what you look like when you're an old man isn't that what you asked me the other day you said what am i gonna look like as an old man that's easy probably just look like (laughs) it'll probably just look like you to be honest probably that's usually how it goes man i it it terrifies me every time i see my dad and i go man i'm looking more and more like his ass every day (laughs) all right say goodbye to everybody at home sturby bye (laughs) i started all right go to bed the child that was named after a character on Archer <laughs> that was yeah. named after Archer. first and first and middle name um so no so you started talking about kind of the philosophical points of like right. death and dying and that sort of stuff and then you also touched a little bit on the uh apocalypse and stuff so we can actually yeah. take it to a theological place if you yeah well to. that's what i was hoping we would do eventually i love um i love that like we always go to a theological place even the, and i'm like supposed to be the subject matter expert but like yeah. i'm also the guy who spent the first 30 minutes of the episode using the word fag and retard like in <laughs> rapid succession and then like constantly cusses and talks about dicks and and, and uh, fart jokes and stuff so um but yeah no i i think there's something to be said about that like so we were given free will, right? That That's one of our greatest gifts, but also a curse because free will ultimately led to the fall that took us away from God where God no longer wanted to walk with us because we were full of sin and so on and so forth. So right. free will is also a great gift because it allows us to do kind of what we want. Um, but the problem with why we can't know that there is a God, why there is no explicit evidence and why he won't interact with us directly 
is because it takes away free will at that point, right? So if you knew that God existed and you had definitive proof, that would take away, and you could prove it to other people, that would not yeah. only take away your free will, it would take away other people's free will, which it is our, it is a gift that was bestowed upon us. Uh, so would, right. and also what we know is no one but the Father can know when the second coming of Christ is. So when is Armageddon, right? No one knows. When is the second coming? When is the rapture? No one knows that. And no one can predict it. No one can know except for the Father. Not even Jesus knows. He's just, one day he's going to wake up and God's going to say, all right, get up. Yeah, time for the rapture again. Go get him. Get get up and uh, do your thing. (laughs) Um, So if you had this magic eight ball and you shook it and you said, when is the rapture? Would that be enough? This is kind of like what happens when a unstoppable force meets an immovable yeah. object. Could God yeah, yeah, create yeah. something? Is he so powerful that he could create something that he himself could not lift? So it kind right. of creates that situation. If you shook it and asked, when is the second coming? When is the end of the universe? When is the rapture? When is, when is this sort of stuff? Would it, A, work and give you the truth? Would it give you a lie? Would it just not work? Would it yeah. be destroyed? You know, yeah, that's interesting. Like, your head just explodes. Right. You're all, you're all, what is the rapture? Boom, your head's gone. And then everyone's like, what did he just ask? Because I'm not going to ask that same question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask something. That's funny. Maybe you word but it I differently. Think, I think that that's always been something that's fascinated me. Like, you know, and I, 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 uh, I've said this before, I'm agnostic. And like that, so that means to the audience who doesn't know what that means, which I'm sure you guys do, but it means that I'm like open to religion, but I can't prove it. So I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't know. I can't say that I know, you know, so I don't know, but I really like the, um, the ideology behind a lot of, um, religion, especially Christianity, because it's founded in like good moral values and stuff. But like, um, when it comes to like the armageddon and like revelation and like all the end time stuff like that like when we've talked about this before it fascinates the shit out of me because that's a point in like in like time when you know god comes back and all that stuff and like we're you know go to heaven or we end up on earth in this apocalyptic hell or whatever and like to me it sounds like a movie (laughs) and like you know i love movies and so like the apocalypse happens and now all of a sudden i can like get out the katana and like (laughs) start being like this nomadic warrior that I've always wanted to be you know when it, and when it comes down to it like that to me is really exciting it's like the the dream I guess you could say I think Christians will be a part of at least the first seven years of the Arm- of Armageddon or of the like of that whole situation like the, the end times I think we'll be here for seven years of it and then rapture and then the seven years of like even it'll be bad stuff and then even worse stuff after the rapture um but then there are some people who say i mean depending on who you talk to and the theology and what they believe uh, there are people of all different um ideas and ideology behind like what happens i guess theology uh, of what happens during the end times and whether or not like christians are raptured before uh, in the middle of or after all of the bad stuff happens that's described in um, some of the apocalyptic uh, apocryph I can never pronounce it but anyways the, the apocalyptic type text in, in Revelation so um, right. I think personally I think we'll see the first half of it I think we'll be here for it and I think it'll be very uh, 
I think there is a good case to be made for anybody. If anyone was to tell me that it has recently started, I'd be like, well, I can see that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because, I mean, like, we're seeing a lot of this stuff where, and I know you and I, we talked a little bit about yeah. it. I always forget to write stuff down that we talk about offline because it's always <laughs> stuff that, right. we, that we need to be talking about on the show. Um, you yeah. know, we talk about the locusts, uh, the locust swarms. Yeah, in Africa. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and then the Middle East too, and then which the Middle East has always been a hotbed of like plague activity. And that, that um, it's funny the pictures that I saw of that. It's like the only way that you can describe that is biblical because right. it's it's insane. <laughs> like it's literally like you see it and you go, holy shit, this is like, like biblical proportions. <laughs> like like what the like could you imagine living near all that when all of a sudden like locusts like especially from what we've learned like even like like hypothetically like assume you've never like learned anything but what our dads taught us about religion and we're like in this area where all these locusts come out of nowhere like i immediately am gonna be like this is it man god's coming back it's finally here i'll be honest i'm uh as a student of revelation that's one of the uh it's one of the few books that i have read like and read read and studied every word and i've read it in not only english but in uh greek as well um i can't read greek but like i have a greek translation where you can kind of like hover over the word and it describes what the possible uses of the words were and which one was the most likely and so on and so forth like i've gone through it with a fine-tooth comb and i've looked up words that you know obviously uh and where it points elsewhere in the bible like i've gone to all the different verses i mean if you look at my bible like it started out you know yo thick but then I started taking sticky notes and um, the little tabs or whatever. And wherever it sent me throughout the Bible, I would go back to that passage. I would put the sticky note and I would reference where in Revelation it's talking and all this and that and the other. And I mean, like now my Bible is like, it's it's very difficult to carry because it's just so, I mean, it's it's honestly very, very thick because of all the extra sticky notes that are within it and all the tabs and shit that are on the sides of it. Um, so I'm like, a, I'm a... I'm a student of the book of Revelation. I enjoy it. Um, I think uh, a lot of the stuff that we are experiencing now, there have been times like in recent years uh, where I've been like, this is it. Like this, this could very well be like what was described <laughs> yeah. in, in Revelation. And again, well, that's it's what's always confused me is like the, um, like the process of it. And like, I know there's like, like the Armageddon and all that, like that's like the war, and then like the four horsemen show up, and like I'm, I've always been kind of like confused by how that all works. Like, is it all of a sudden like God's gonna come back, and then like He goes, all right, the these selected people are gonna come with me, and then the rest of you are fucked here on Earth while these four horsemen like blah 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 blah. blah. Like, is that how it works, or is it like all of a sudden there are four horsemen and like shit's going on, and it's like personified and like we're actually not seeing these guys physically on on horses or whatever riding around like you know whatever and instead it's just like there's actually a plague going on right now and you're like oh there's a plague like people are fucking sick all over the world from this covid shit and you're going oh i guess that's fucking pestilence he there he is he's here right Um, you know and so like uh, that's what i'm wondering like and i like and i know this is kind of silly but like i sure hope that it's a literal, like literally, per, like personified, like an actual like being that shows up riding a horse. Because that's what I'm gonna need. <laughs> I'm gonna need <laughs> to see a guy come down on a horse, and he's just like apocalyptic horseman fool. <laughs> that's me, and I'm here, and like here's your plague and whatever. And that's when I'm gonna be like, oh shit. So I guess I, <laughs> I, 
my <laughs> personal opinion, and my opinion doesn't necessarily mean anything, uh, is that it will not be a literal horseman um, that you will see and you'll be like, oh, that's the horseman from the Bible. That's uh, <laughs> there he is. Guy. Come and see. Come and yeah. see. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's just a term that was, because you got to remember it was John that wrote it. Now, there's argument whether or not it was John the disciple, right, uh, from the Gospel of John, uh, John the Evangelist, or if it was this guy, other guy, John of Potmos or John the Elder. Um, they're not really sure who it was. They assume that it's one of the same guy. Like, they're all three the same guy, but they just had different names. Because as you go from place to place, you might pick yeah. up a different nickname or whatever. Um, or there may already be a John the Evangelist wherever they went to Potmos, and he's like, you know what? I'm John the Elder now, I guess, because I'm older. Um, like when I called, like when I called that dude in uh, my intern class, uh, Old Tom, even though he was like a month older than me, <laughs> we called, we started calling him Old Tom. Um, he's just like Gandalf, and like all of a sudden he became Gandalf right, the White. Right, right. Um, so I assume that it's the same guy. So I always say, this John was a fisherman in Galilee, so a knuckle dragging fisherman is shown these very elaborate visions of the future and he doesn't know anything beyond you know casting a net into the sea of galilee and just sitting there and waiting until all of a sudden he's like all right time to pull it up and then they pull the net up and they have a bunch of fish and then they're like oh that's a fish like this is the guy who god chose hey see i come see, and see I, can, this I can buy into that i can buy into that because there are things that i've i remember reading and being told as, as a kid about the revelation that like if you consider the person that is like viewing this future and like the difference in era and like things that he's seeing like flying scorpions and like these things that are like what the hell could it even be and his description is just like what he knows right he knows these things but there, since there are these things that he's saying in the future right that he goes holy shit i have no idea how to describe <laughs> what this is because there's a helicopter flying in the sky and the only way i can describe it is it's a flying scorpion right right and or... so to me that's like no go ahead no uh, or... i was just gonna say he's he's many of the things that he's describing if you went through revelation and you said i'm going to assume that the end of days is going to be war you could take the book of revelation and and look at what he's saying and ascribe some weapon of war to each individual thing that he says um yeah. so like yeah, yeah yeah if you look at world war ii planes and they used to paint or like the b-52 bombers or even just like the planes that would go around dogfighting and shit like they had those paintings of like the sharks and the teeth and all that crap on them and they were yeah. shooting and you know to a guy who had never seen anything fly except for a yeah. bird you know and like he's like well i know what a horse looks like and like there he may have seen a vision of a plane with a horse painted on it or whatever you know and yeah, like yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff he sees it and then you see you hear about stuff about buildings collapsing you hear about things falling from the sky and creating massive explosions and like if you go through it and you just assume that the end of days and what revelation is talking about is a war or like a consistent or like a period of fighting um you could say that that's all explained you could describe like i said you could describe something that we yeah. know now 
to each individual prophecy that he saw and described. And the problem is not only that John didn't know what he was looking at, he also had to relay that information to people who would probably know less than him because they didn't get to see it. So he had to also, he may have been able to do a better job of describing it, but the whole point of Revelation was not a journal for him to like look at occasionally and go, I remember seeing that. It was something that he could hand off and people, other people could see it and they'd be like, what? Right. You know, a <laughs> yeah, what? metal? What Fly, is that? Flying horsemen. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he maybe he created these images or maybe he actually saw literal like horsemen and maybe he wasn't even seeing uh, horsemen. Who knows what John was? Like I said, he was a knuckle-dragging fisherman who didn't have any understanding yeah. or technical knowledge beyond fishing and then walking yeah. and preaching the gospel. That was like his two jobs and two stations in life. So he wasn't necessarily like, he wasn't a scientist or a mathematician or somebody who could understand or kind of figure out ways to philosophize and uh, create these images. And he wasn't like necessarily like a phenomenal teacher even. He was a guy who right. Jesus said, get off your boat and come on, let's go. And, you know, here we are looking at a book yeah. that was written 2,000 years ago, literally well, you know, 2,000, give or take, uh, 50 years, um, years ago. And, you know, we can we can kind of attach things to it, but he couldn't because they didn't have the frame of reference. So, anyways, to the apocalypse. Yeah, there you go, to the apocalypse. I, like, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I, like, it sucks because I don't think, like, if that is a thing, like, if there is an apocalypse and, like, it turns out that, like, you know, I always joke that, like, you get into heaven and, like, there's St. Peter and he goes, oh, you chose wrong. The right answer was Mormonism right. or something. Like, I always joke about that and then, like, I want to talk to your manager sort of a thing. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't even think that'll ever happen for me. I think all of a sudden, like, the rapture will happen and, like, people will just be gone and I'll be like, what is going on here? And then I'm hanging out and, like... I kind of like, and it's it's funny to say, but I kind of like look forward to that because I want to experience the apocalypse just because it's something different. And like, I'll be honest, I'm huge into fantasy. <laughs> I'm huge into fantasy stuff. So to me, it's like, oh, cool. I'd get to live a fantasy. Like, finally, I can fight demons or something, you know, like that sounds exciting to me. And like, I think it's funny because um, that is a time and it's it's something that like was documented. Like, it's something that, like, I don't know, like, there's speculation on whether or not the Bible was created to, like, scare people into being good or whatever, you know, but then also, like, it, there's the, the possibility that it's some real shit, and, like, there's a guy that's going, look, dude, this shit is going to happen in whatever time, and I don't know, I can't tell you exactly when, but this is going to happen, and so if that's the case, right, like, there's a 50-50 chance, <laughs> if that's the case, then, like, maybe we should be concerned, <laughs> Right. Maybe we should be concerned because if it is literal and like a flying fucking horseman comes down that's name is death, then like we're pretty much fucked if we're stuck afterwards. You know well, what I mean? So, so here's the thing about um, I certainly don't recommend waiting until the rapture because you could walk out of your uh, building and get hit by a bus. Who knows? Um, and yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to anybody, but. Uh, it could happen. You could die any day. You could die of this fictional uh, coronavirus that's going around. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Why don't we? Um, no, but you could um, you could absolutely die prior to the rapture. It could not happen for another thousand years. I don't know. I don't know when it's going to happen. Um, but I, I highly encourage people to, uh, you know, obviously look into it. I'm not going to sit here and prophesize uh, on the podcast. But 
I would say that there is um, enough evidence in Revelation that I believe that there will be a second chance um, after the rapture. Uh, for what they would call tribulation saints. And these are the people who yeah, yeah. like came, you know, who saw everything happen and they're like, oh, well, now I believe. Because it's, at that point, <laughs> it's very, very hard not to. But there are yeah, apparently, yeah. like, God is a very forgiving God. He's demonstrated that through, uh, despite all the wrath and uh, torment and stuff like that, he's demonstrated that he's a very forgiving God if, if you, you know, if you allow him to be, right? So, um, there are multiple chances throughout the rapture where you can be like, you know what? I saw like half my friends disappear into the sky uh, yesterday. I'm starting <laughs> to think that maybe there's something to this Christian religion, um, you know, and then the beast is walking around like with his hooves and shit. And he's like <laughs> casting fire. And you're like, I kind of feel like maybe the, the Bible was maybe the way to go. Like those are called the tribulation saints and they're no less welcome in heaven than anybody else. Um, but there are periods it's going to be a very very dark and painful awful terrible period but it's um, like i mean like i said like it's, i know it's cheesy but like i'm a huge fan of fantasy and like a lot of fantasy is stemmed in like um religion like you know like that's what's so funny like um you know art in general like i really praise religion just because we've gotten so much art from it like and i don't just mean like paintings and shit which yeah that's cool but i mean like stories and like you know myths and all these cool things that come from like you know like even fucking marvel movies like we think they're so cool or whatever but there's like mythos in all of it you know like greek gods and whatever and like to me like the 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 realist religion that there is at least the american religion in our in our case christianity you know like the consensus you know like you have to go well that is that is the closest thing and if it is a real thing then like there could be a day when like there are like creatures roaming the earth and like to me that's exciting and i know that's probably not the way people should be thinking like you should probably be concerned if there's going to be creatures roaming the earth but to me that's exciting i go that would be that would be cool to see. <laughs> That'd be cool to see. Right. And that's what I was telling you earlier. I think that even Christians like uh, who would like we assume are going to be scooped up in the rapture we assume that we're going to miss that right I don't think that's yeah. the case I think we're going to experience a fair amount of it as a test of faith because being a Christian is not easy I mean even Alice Cooper right. said it he's like um, you know following the rules and doing all, or uh, you know breaking all the rules and partying and all this shit that's that's easy but being a Christian, that's kind of rebellious at this point. And uh, right. some other people say it's the counterculture and, and all this, that, and the other. And it really is. It's not, I argue with a lot of my atheist friends, um, of which I don't have many of anymore because they've, they, they were the ones who kind of went first with the whole Trump uh, being elected or whatever. They all lost right. their shit and ran right. off and dyed their hair blue and shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the, my militant atheist friends would always say, oh, it's so easy to be a Christian. I'm out here. I'm an atheist. I have to hear Christians shoving shit down my throat. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to listen to them, right? Like, I don't listen to Muslims. I don't listen to uh, yeah. Scientologists. I mean, I listen to him out of curiosity, but I don't sit here and I don't like legitimately believe Zenu, uh, you know, <laughs> was imprisoned yeah, on dude. Earth. You know, like I don't, I don't listen to them and let them. They'll sit there and they'll talk to you just like a used car salesman, and they really do. Yeah. They push it, but I and I listen because I'm intrigued. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I'm not going home like, oh my gosh, my got my friggin' brow beaded by these damn Scientologists. You know, like. <laughs> 
I don't I don't let it get to me. But these dudes are like, we get it f- fucking Christmas, Easter. I'm like, yeah. do you give your kids an Easter basket? Well, yeah. Well, do you give your kids Christmas presents? Well, yeah. I'm like, well, you, you're welcome because you're participating yeah. in what used to be a pagan holiday, which was right. stolen by the Christians so that they could kind of like come together with the pagans and welcome the pagans into the religion. And now it's a shared holiday amongst between Christians and pagans. And you can now celebrate with your kids. I doubt you were going to go out and fucking fetch sticks or whatever they did with the, <laughs> yeah. the pagans and then dance around a fire or whatever. You know, at like at Christmas, you get Christmas gifts and like people sing jolly songs and shit. And it's a very happy time of year. Yeah, you I was going to say it's wholesome. Like no, another wholesome thing that Christianity brought to you assholes. Yeah. Like it's so funny to think about like – like and I always talk about this like the persecution like it it cracks me up because it's like what the fuck like what like why does it even matter like we we talked about this the other day like I understand like like looking at a religion that like inflicts harm or terror to the like society like then you go well there's something going on there that like maybe they need to be looked at you know but like a religion that like preaches like peacefulness and like like I don't get that it, it's like what's wrong with that like what is wrong like we like uh, like I said this the other day to you is like it doesn't make sense to me that like people just don't understand that like forgiveness forgiveness and like pen pen pen, pen what's the word penitence penitence yeah. penitence yeah penitence is like if you understand those concepts just as a person like the world would be better like the world would be way better if people did that and and it sucks like we even talked about this the other day too remember we were talking about like do you think you could forgive a child molester like. It's pretty hard, and that's well, like that is. goes back to what you said about like it's hard being a Christian because that's what they teach like forgiveness, and it's like, dude, child molesters like fuck that like I couldn't do that. There's no way. There's no way they, I could do that. And it's worse, right? Um, and speak of the devil, uh, literally, Megabit Banshee six 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 just came in. Um, big fan <laughs> of Megabit Banshee. Very very uh, active on our Instagram. So again, I appreciate that. Several several of the people in the chat, but I, I do want to give a shout out to make a bit banshee because he came in late. Um, very active on the Instagram, always liking the pictures, giving us those uh, needed, much needed interactions. Um, he came in and said the Yule log, and I was trying to remember what like the pagans did back then. Oh, yeah, and it yeah, is yeah. the Yule log, and I, I yeah, frankly, yeah. I'll be honest, I don't know enough about. I know it's like the solstice and the equinox. They said, and it alternates. And I, I couldn't tell. I guess the spring equinox, and then the summer solstice, and then the fall equinox, and then the winter solstice. But yeah. I don't know exactly what happens in each one. I've not practiced pagan uh, rituals beyond like Christmas. We sell, you know, in December or whatever. It's yeah. sh- it's a shared holiday. Um, but and then the whole purpose of that was they wanted they were the pagans were like, well, what you want us to become Christians, what do we do in December? And they're like, well, nothing. Well, that's not cool because we got a thing in December. And we're like, okay, well, fuck it. We'll make Christmas in December. Um, and we'll celebrate Christ's birth, even though Christ's birth was probably more like in the fall. Um, anyways, I don't want to get... Uh, we've already been on the processizing um, soapbox for a while. Here. I know, and, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I did because... I can I can go and when I pray tonight I can say you know hey thanks for giving me the guts to come up here and and put it all on the line and talk about God in a favorable light on a show uh, 
that is, <laughs> you know, about the Bigfoot stick and farts and stuff like that. But, you know, like, yeah. it, it's nice to sometimes get out there and preach wholesome good values and encourage people to well, uh, consider reading their Bibles. And, like, we're offensive and all that, but we have good wholesome values, I think. Right. And that's the that's the irony of it all is, like, I'm all earlier in the show preaching, like, just be offensive. Like, it's okay to be offensive. But then now I'm going, just be nice to each other. <laughs> just forgive your, your brother, man, for being a, a pedophile. <laughs> so that's, and that's, that's the funny thing. And, and I do, I think we should talk about that because we're kind of like, I think we're pretty close to being done with that, uh, that box. Cause I don't want to get into what I do want to talk about on another episode. And I won't tell you when we're going to do it probably next week. Uh, mm-hmm. the Higgs boson particle, the God particle, because, and, and a little bit about CERN and, um, the Had- large Hadron Collider. And I, I do want to talk about some of that stuff and, and, um, I hope that you guys will tune in next week for that uh, because it was a very fascinating topic to me uh, when it was happening, when it was a big deal. And then people just sort of forgot about it. And it's something that I think needs to be brought up again. Um, But for, uh, I think we're done otherwise with the Simpsons small box. I mean, we can can talk a little bit about it. There wasn't much to go on research wise anyway. Like it was just that thread really. So even then, like, and that's why I guess I couldn't really get behind it that much because to me it was like, well, this dude could have just made this shit up. <laughs> like, he just created the thread, and, like, and they're all posts from him. <laughs> like, right, like, look at right. this, and then Egypt, and the, what was it, uh, mirror, what was it called, uh, the mirror thing? Yeah, the, I don't fucking remember. The looking glass? The looking, looking glass. glass, yeah, you're right. And then the Project multiple, the, yeah, I forget what the actual box, or the, the plan was called, Operation, oh yeah, you're talking about Project Looking Glass, the program yeah, that's a, yeah, uh, yeah. was called Majestic 12. But yeah, no. So you would give let's let's do that real quick. Um, you would give it how many Bigfoots? Do okay. Let's I'll frame it a little bit better. Uh, right. One to five Bigfoots. One being you don't believe for a second that there is such a box that is because it's going to be a two parter because it's two totally different. Okay. It's going to be two different questions. This way, this way we're not stuck like having to give it a bad Bigfoot score because of one particular facet. Uh, so one to five Bigfoots, one being you don't believe that there's such a thing as this Project Looking Glass yellow cube, five being that you 100% believe that it exists. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to, and like right away I'm going to give it a one, and and like here's my argument, is because like first of all, like again, like my, my biggest thing is, is like is that really the only thing you do is create a TV show? But here's the, the big argument for it, is like, you like we we know in this like context of like hypothetical situation that like um matt groaning has this yellow cube that he can see the future and if we know that as like schmoes that we are carousing the internet then like how does like government and whatever not know that he has this thing and not try to take it from him and like if that was the case and like that thing existed like first of all like i'm pretty sure matt groaning would be dead (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, the government would have this yellow box. Or not no, if not he even... has a yellow box. Like, is the government ever going to come for me? Yes, on December 21st, 1995. And then he closes it. He's like, I guess I'm moving then. Or, like, on December whatever 5th, just, I'm going to be gone. He's just constantly eluding them. But, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess that's a good point. That does kind of, like, negate my argument in a sense. But to me, like... It just seems like there's too much you could do other than just making a show like with the like the ability to like 
I mean, and I guess that's what it was, is you can't control time, but you can see it. And, like, if that's the case, like, there still are a lot of things that you could do. And, like, I don't know. Like, and then there's, like, that other theory that, like, um, like too much knowledge will, like, make you go insane. Like, if somebody understood, like, the future and, like, all these things that happen to us and they gain all this knowledge, like, they just lose their mind and, like, collapse inside of themselves. <laughs> like... No, keep going, keep going. I'm gonna, I, well, I'm gonna push gonna say, back on you in a minute. But I was ahead. just gonna say that, like, and that's that's like to me the thing that like makes you go, well, I don't know, and and I don't know enough about Matt Groening other than the fact that he's a, bad <laughs> <laughs> and, and he makes a show that's pretty mediocre now, anyways. Like The Simpsons to me was good when I was a kid, and it was like I wasn't allowed to watch it because that was the bad show on TV, and like. Now I like look at it and I go, this is—it's not even funny to me. Like I can't relate to any of the characters. Like the whole nuclear family thing is gone. Like even Family Guy and American Dad. Like I enjoy some of those. To well, American Dad, I, I'll admit I enjoy, but like most <laughs> of the show. Because you're a conservative like, douchebag. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. But like I can't relate to it, you know. And like uh, for South Park, I really relate to because they're just assholes. They offend everybody. <laughs> and to me, like that's how, I love that. Like who cares? Offend everybody. Like make everybody like look at themselves and be introspective and go, well, maybe I am an idiot or maybe I am a gay fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, like to me that's hilarious because it's it's not just like going oh this is here's this fake family that we get to watch there's all these issues that they're addressing and they go they go fuck them you know like like who gives a shit you know so that's my um that's my take on it i don't think i'd like i guess what it comes down to is i get i give it a one bigfoot because simpsons isn't that good of a show so <laughs> all right <laughs> Um, no, so I guess I should have given you both questions at the same time because the first question was, do you believe that this yellow uh, Project Looking Glass box that you can see into the past and the future exists? The second question was going to be, do you believe that Matt Groening ever got his hands on it? <laughs> so, like, that's why I was separating the two because right. the second one, I, I'd, I'd give it a three because I don't, I, I believe that there's enough that I have to, like, you know, begrudgingly be like well maybe you know i can't say no i can't say right. yes um but at least like i there's enough there that i can dispute but also kind of side with um and kind of like the whole thing is like i can dispute the entire thing which i feel yeah. like i kind of demonstrated to some degree yeah you definitely did you broke it down but i can also fight for it at the same time so like i feel like there's enough on either side that because what do we know about matt groaning other than what you already he's said that he's a kitty diddler, right? Um, we know that about him because that leaked or whatever. And I mean, there was yeah. really no, I mean, maybe like he could have looked into it and been like, is there any way I can prevent, or am I ever going to get caught being a kitty diddler? You know? And they're like, yes, there's nothing you can do about this. So you just fucking roll with it and deny it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like he's, we don't know a whole lot about him. He's been, he's maintained a relatively quiet, like kind of like Vince Vaughn, like, yeah you hear about him when a movie's coming out but then nothing else like you never yeah. hear he's got like a very quiet normal life he just kind of just coasts along and he's able to keep out of the news and um so is that proof that he has some kind of box that like if i drink and drive tonight am i gonna make it home safely or am i gonna get arrested <laughs> and it shows him like getting arrested and he's like oh i guess i'm taking a cab you know or i'm taking a different route you know um and he's able to live this life of like under the radarness, right? Right. Um, so, so judgments, really. 
so that's why I, I would give that a three. Do I think that there's a box that exists that can do that? I think that that's a definite five for me. Just because there's so much, like we talked about earlier, truth is so much stranger than fiction a lot of times. And yeah. we know that oh, there's sure. some stuff that the government is unwilling to tell us. And we, we joke about how people would not be able to handle uh, full disclosure of aliens or like interdimensional stuff or whatever, you know, like any kind of like real crazy stuff because we see, and we now we can see that definitively because we look yeah. at how people reacted to this pandemic. The panic. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that was just a disease that's totally preventable. Just don't yeah. leave your house and wash your hands, you know? Everybody's like, literally shitting themselves yeah. like, and, just from a virus. And they grab toilet paper of all things. Like, we see how stupid and panicky people are. So, like, now that's a great example of what, like, at this point, I don't blame the government for not disclosing the existence of anim or al yeah. animals. You know, like, there's no such thing as animals. Um, yeah. then, no, like, not disclosing aliens. Because, like, what can you do then? There's nothing you can do to prepare for that other than just hope pray whatever sit yeah. on a ouija board light a candle I, like i don't know like what would you do in that there's really nothing you can do at that point other than faith in whatever it is that you have faith in or hoping really like really really hoping that nothing ever happens or trusting your government right and that might be a good tool that they would use and i know they're listening right now so if this is your you know this is your chance new you know, rookie you know who listens to if, our uh, show we discovered that there was aliens you know what the first thing i would do is what I would immediately try to come up with an offensive term for that. <laughs> <laughs> I would immediately try to think well, of didn't something. Didn't we do that, that I one time? Alien. <laughs> didn't we do that one time when we saw that 4chan post about like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, fuck off, go to the moon. Uh, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. I'm not going to repeat it because, you know, whatever. It's the worst word, right? Yeah. Hands down, that is the worst word. Well, like, like somebody we said all so the other ones, but that one right there you can't say it, dude. I forget you what can't. comedian. I forget what comedian said it, but like somebody was like, "Which word is worse, the N word or the word cunt?" And then like every the comedian's like, "I think like if you have to refer to it as the N word rather than actually saying what word it is, yeah. but you freely say the other word, I would assume the former is probably yeah. the worst word." So yeah, no, I thought I, th I feel like you and I came up with some kind of like racial or some kind of racial Offensive slur term, against yeah. aliens. Grayback, um, yeah, some something like that. Um, yeah, and space I, foreigner. Yeah, <laughs> space foreigner. And um, I think we had different ones for depending on which alien uh, species uh, landed. And we had broken it down by like Greys, Anunnakis, um, Syrians, and so forth. Uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, no, the first thing, if if I heard that aliens existed, I would just not be surprised. I mean, there's nothing that surprises me anymore. Um, Y'all called it. <laughs> I've been like, I've, been t I've done been telling you guys. Yeah, um, I told you. We've been hosting a show about it for three, four years now, <laughs> crying out loud. Um, but and, and we even told you the alien races that we're going to, that we're fighting over this friggin' dump that we call Earth. Uh, but... I, th I think like if somebody if the if the government came out and, and the governments have done everything up until that point so they've like basically they're at the just the tip portion of it where they've kind of like alluded to it and many of the other world governments have already disclosed they're like hey yeah like we're tracking that there are aliens we have chased these spacecrafts we've had strange landings we've had occurrences with high-ranking officials that uh we trust to be accurate we have evidence here you know like we understand that there is something out there we don't know what it is we don't know enough about it or we're not going to tell you about it because you don't have the proper clearance because we don't want you to run out and buy all the toilet paper um so i think 
if 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 somebody told me that 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 aliens existed, I would just I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, what am I going to do differently? What am I going <laughs> to yeah. do differently today than what I did yesterday? Nothing, because I mean, yeah. as long tell me when they're coming and invading, like let me know, yeah, or let yeah, me yeah. know if they are a threat. Like you can like, tell at me what that point. At what point are you going to actually interact with an alien? Like right. then, then let me know. But other than that, it's like, oh, cool. So, so like I am aware that grizzly bears exist. Right, I'm aware yeah. that uh, great white sharks exist. I'm aware of these things. I'm aware of like rattlesnakes. Yeah. Now you tell me what I need to do to avoid them. Don't go into certain parts of the ocean <laughs> at certain times. Don't go into the woods. And if I do encounter one, this is what I need to do. Um, and and as far as like rattlesnakes, if you hear the rattling, just walk away. Uh, just but let like, me know what I need to do to avoid so, any kind of like interact, any kind of hostile interaction with these things so like and let me like don't go into space because right right and if and if they show yeah and if they show up here's here's the deal they all they want is our resources or what you know like whatever it is give them your fucking corn or whatever you have in your field give them a couple bushels of corn and then and go back to bed you know that's what they want that's what they're here for and we kind of like struck up a deal with them and we now have intergalactic uh treaties with these aliens where like they come down and get corn and milk every once in a while and they provide us with alien technology on a on a year-to-year basis or whatever so that we can upgrade our cell phones like if that's like if they told me that i'd be like well my life doesn't change at all because i have nothing to offer these guys and they've told me just not to interact with them like i know i'm i tom miller a citizen of the united states with no political um like status i i am not to talk to like vladimir putin as an ambassador (laughs) for the united states i know that because that's a law. It's, I believe it's called the Logan Act. But I'm not supposed to be negotiating any kind of like, having any kind of negotiations with foreign leaders <laughs> beyond like, hi, I'm Tom Miller, just, like, shake hands, and then. I just imagined like what would happen if like an alien did show up in your backyard and you're just all, look, I can't deal with you. <laughs> Because, like, I know you're here and you're probably looking for an ambassador, <laughs> but I'm not the guy. <laughs> and I'm not the guy. And here's the thing. I, it, it depends on the day. Like, you know, there's some days where I'm just like not, I'm like, I'm in the mood to like follow the rules. I'm like, hey, look, I got it. Let me redirect you. I will take you to the people. I will take you to my leader. <laughs> like, I will happily take you to the person who can direct you further up the chain. You know, I'm not the guy, though. I'm happy to give you like, do you need something to drink? Do you need something to eat? Would you like to rest for a little while? I don't know what you need, but like, I can't negotiate any kind of like, um, intergalactic uh, trade deals or anything, right? Um, <laughs> I, see, I am... The problem with that is that you're like you're smart and you know that, like you actually know that. But like the average guy that claims to like see aliens, he doesn't know <laughs> that, so he's probably going, "I am the ambassador." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an alien shows up on his back forty, and he's just, <laughs> he's like, I, so... "I'm the ambassador." <laughs> I would imagine, right? These guys are like masters of space travel, which is a very complicated operation. There's no denying that flying yeah. light years uh, is is a difficult endeavor, um, or moving between <laughs> dimensions, which, as I I believe, is more realistic. Like moving to a dimension in which uh, the laws of physics are different, is how I believe it goes. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that somebody or some entity that has 
figured that out knows enough to know who our <laughs> leaders are and not like go to the guy who's I wearing was, like coveralls the guy, no, this is with a hay coming out of his mouth and he's like hey i seen you out on my out in my tool shed and i decided i done did come out and talk to y'all you know and like i am the ambassador of earth and you know like i know that i well i feel like i can't say that i know because i don't know i know nothing about actual like how that all works and what all they know but i would assume that they have already established kind of like who our chain of command is and who they need to go to in order to get things done they've like been here before and they have like a sop they're just like look if you see guys that look like this (laughs) this is not an ambassador (laughs) this isn't the guy and it's yeah it's just just a picture of me of like your stereotypical (laughs) (laughs) they have like an sop (laughs) of how to deal with americans and like there's all these stereotypical people that you're not supposed to talk to like the black guy in the hood Hillbilly, like these ones, steer clear of. You know, the guy, generally white. (laughs) They're like super, their SOP is super racist, too. It's like if you see the white people are the ones who are in charge. So just if you see somebody who's white, go to them first. And you're like, you look at their SOP and you're like, holy shit, this is like, you guys are racist. Like, you know, we thought that like having like intergalactic. Uh, relations, right, would kind of unify the, the the world, but like it turns out, you guys are super racist too. Anyways, hey, welcome, come on in. You know, like we are also racist, um, but yeah. that, that's that's how I see it kind of playing out. But no, I I agree. Like they have like the do not serve this man, like those signs that they put on the door that says his check bounced, do not serve him, or whatever he has not paid his tab, do not serve him. It's just like a bunch of pictures of like who they shouldn't trust and just like stereotypical. And then it's like, and then, uh, and here we go. We got to get, um, uh, we got to get a Yakov joke in here. And then you get to like the super stereotypical Jew guy and it says, these guys are the ones in charge. Go see them first. But it's like a picture of Mort, Mort from Family Guy. <laughs> Like very obviously Jewish, uh, and it's funny because we were super racist and offensive at the beginning, and then we finished strong and went super racist and offensive at the end. <laughs> you know, we come full circle oh, sometimes. Man, that's... that's actually called. I think. I think I use this line. That's called inclusio, right? When you've got something at the beginning and at the end, that kind of like brings you back to a certain. But then, like the inner content then you kind of have to determine what the inner content had just, to do with the exterior the aliens are super racist. yeah so anybody <laughs> no, all these they know dude <laughs> all these people who are out here like no hey when we have like all these hippies and, and and shit they're like you know hey when we make contact we're gonna it's gonna unify us as a planet and then like the aliens get here and they're like hey what's up you stupid mick you know and then <laughs> they're like oh hmm <laughs> So racism is like even in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) This one is a limey. No, no, we don't. (laughs) It's so funny to me. It's so funny to me because like, they're like imagine a book and like you go through it and there's just like pictures of stereotypical (laughs) American or like stereotypes, like every stereotype to the T. But the funniest thing about it is that exists. Like you could literally make a book of stereotypes and then like submit it to the aliens. 
Is and that what you do with your box? Is that what you're like? What happens if I give the aliens on first contact a, a, a book of like super racist things and encourage them and tell them that this is how the world operates and I hand them a book of my own <laughs> creation that's super racist and it's got like draw, hand drawings of like the Chinese guy with the big old long mustache and the pointed hat and shit and the buck teeth, yeah, and squinty eyes. And then... Subscribe to him otherwise. Like, that's what's so funny is like, you could explain to them, well, we have these nuances, and like, <laughs> you're not allowed to say retarded. <laughs> but then, like, how else would you explain it to them? No, you know then you I mean? say, then you say, no, we refer to one another as retard. So, like, when you see one person, you say, hey, what's up, retard? And then if you see, like, multiple, you're like, what's going on, retards? You know, that's how you address people, okay? And then, so, like, the aliens' first contact, they show up on Capitol Hill, and, like, everyone's gathered around. The president's there. There's, like, a big speaker behind him so that he can talk. And then the alien comes out of the ship, and he's like, hello, retards. And then everyone's like, starts booing at the aliens. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's how we create, that's how we started an intergalactic war. <laughs> oh my gosh that was good that's classic so, so what do, what do you give the you said you, you give it three bigfoots the yellow cube I give, yeah no i give the yellow cube five because i'm sure that thing exists i do believe that it exists um and and technology like it i'm it may not be a yellow cube uh it may be something they may have adapted it because i mean we're talking about like this looking project looking glass was like back in like what the right. 40s 50s or whatever um even if it was yeah. like back in the 70s look at like what the tv looked like back in the 70s versus what it looks like now i mean we have cell phones that you can like look at that are better than tvs back then so i mean like technology has obviously advanced and all the money that is in the government which i know you're just as furious as i am about the stimulus bill which let me tell you yeah. if you are an american listening right now and the stimulus bill uh does not piss you off um shame on you because you if you are excited about twelve hundred dollars uh at the expense of your children and your grandchildren as well as like who knows what other consequences that are going to come of it like short-term ramifications are going to come of it and the potential economic collapse that it may cause like if that doesn't infuriate you and instead you're like oh cool twelve hundred dollars and you're like excited about that you are literally a whore all right or a prostitute because mm -hmm. they have just proven that your allegiance is worth twelve hundred dollars and that's it and you have literally blown the government for twelve hundred dollars and that mm -hmm. should make you furious and if it doesn't i mean if you're going to get the twelve hundred dollars i'm not saying turn down the twelve hundred dollars because if you need it you need it and i'm not going to judge you but if you changed your opinion this is more for my conservative friends i suppose like if you mm -hmm. went from being like the government is spending too much money they tax the shit out of us and you know how dare they and so democratic socialism this and communism that and whatever if that was your argument until someone said hey you're gonna get twelve hundred dollars per adult and or per parent and then or per adult i guess and then five hundred dollars per kid and then all of a sudden you started like blah, 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 sucking on the government's dick yeah. you are literally a prostitute yeah. and they've proven that your rate for allegiance to a corrupt government is twelve hundred dollars there is now a price tag on your uh elite your soul literally 
Um, well, not literally. I won't say that. It, there's now a on your figuratively on your soul that they can own you for a mere twelve hundred dollars, which is fucking nothing. And uh, let's yeah. be honest, because like a lot of people are saying, oh, it's you know, they'll sit there and they'll say, well, twelve hundred dollars will go a long way, and then they're like. Well, it's also based on the minimum wage for, what, like four weeks or whatever. So then they're like, well, yeah. it'll go a long way, but it's also nothing. So, well, which is it? So, like, my, my fight, yeah. I could sit here and pick a fight with everybody over this. But if that, if you are a conservative and you are, like, cool with this $1,200 thing, and you, especially if you haven't read the rest of the bill, um, you should be ashamed of yourself. But anyways, um, yeah, I think I think that over time we have... Uh, develop technology in such a way that now this box could very well just be it could be super mini tiny you could not see it. it could be like a little little key fob you know what i mean like who knows what it is and you would not know maybe back in the day it was a cube or whatever but i mean like now it could be any number of things uh it could be something that is a chip that's implanted in the head I mean, just look at all the random possibilities of that sort of stuff. Um, right. I think that there is something that could exist, and I think that there are people that are manipulating time. We'll never know, because unless we get our hands on it, that's the thing about time travel that a lot of people are worried about. They're like, they're so worried that somebody's going to go back in time and fuck up time. But the thing is, if somebody does go back in time, either between now and a 100- hundred a thousand years in the future and they go back in time and do something that affects your timeline you will never know because that was just always part of your timeline so that's that's just yeah. one thing to consider and and i think there are people that are manipulating time but we'll never know because it's again it's just, it's part of our timeline so who cares yeah yeah who gives a shit so could you forgive somebody whoever like uh so what else man you got anything else yeah i do i got i was in the middle of a question actually um oh okay <laughs> can you Shit. so we we Calm said down. we said we said it's a very important question no yeah, you, yeah. you had specifically said it was it, you wouldn't be able to forgive somebody who uh like a pedophile right a kitty diddler it's very very yeah. difficult and i'll admit that i as somebody yeah. who is actively trying to master the art of forgiving i don't think you ever can i mean we are humans and inherently we are unable yeah. to uh, have certain things we try we do our best to mimic uh, the life of christ right and forgive but because we're human we're uh, you know we suck right um would yeah. you ever be yeah, able sure. to forgive somebody for being a pederast like what if they were really repentant and they were like hey i fucked up and i suck and i i did my i did 10 years in jail i've gone and i've made my, i've done my best to you know make reparations and make good with the family and the you know the, the kid who's now an adult you know i've obviously i've distanced myself but i have you know kind of like through correspondence to the parents i've asked to relay my forgiveness and he in fact reached out to me and you know we had a dialogue over the phone where i did express my apologies and you know i did my best to make good and you know everything is you know we we've kind of sorted everything out i cannot change the things that i've done but i am asking you to forgive me and and not necessarily be my friend or like me, but just forgive me for what I've done. Could you do that? Yeah, I think I could actually. <clears throat> Based on the scenario that you just described, I definitely could. And it's and it's not because, um, like like I have the ability to like forgive people or whatever. It's because of the scenario that you just described. Like if he came to me and was like exactly how you said, like 
like totally like penitent, right? Like that's what we talked about. Right. Like if somebody can like exhibit that, like to me, I think maybe because of the way I was raised or like the way that like I understand things, like it's kind of impossible not to. Like that it's like um <clears throat> what do you call it? Um it's like a natural response for someone like me, for someone that is has an upbringing like I do. And I I I'm guessing that it's the same way for you is that if you experience that and like think about every experience that you've had with somebody like I've I've had so many people in my life that have done me wrong that never asked for forgiveness and they don't give a shit or whatever but then people that have wronged me that like came to me and like wholeheartedly said I'm sorry and asked for forgiveness I have this where I go what can I say to that like in fact like so much, like let me ask you this have you ever had a situation where somebody you were mad at came at you and they at a, like really were sorry and you could tell like you could see it in their eyes and their personality and everything that they said they, they were ashamed like what was your reaction like my reaction is always like uh forget about it you know like i couldn't right. like i couldn't stay mad even because that person exhibited that penitence like we just said and like i i think i'd like i'd like to think and this goes to my philosophical like human humanity and humanitarian is i'd like to think that all humans are that way that we have this innate natural thing where we go man that person exhibited that penitence and like it makes me go well yeah now i'm inclined to forgive them because i see that but the, here's the thing is like as growing up as a person that like has been de dealing with things like that throughout my entire life like being treated like especially being in the army like people treat you like shit dude i used to always say like that's contractual slavery dude like you're a fucking slave in the army and there's nothing you can do about it they can treat you however they want and like it's their rules like it's literally not like law it's not american law it's a comp to their what you hate it and so i go through life getting treated like shit you start to be able to discern how people are and you know like when somebody is being sincere and when somebody isn't being sincere and so and, and again this is like experience talking you get to a point in your life when you've experienced so much and you've met so many people that like you meet people and you're already judging their character and it's not because you're quick to judgment it's because you know how those people are there's they're, they're they have like like i've said this before you know humans they're um compelled by their propensity and so stereotypes are real and people are a certain way and like you can predict how that person is going to be and then even as simplest the simplest thing is like someone that puts you down you go well i don't want to be around that person like i know they're a shitty person you know and so you're already going well, why would i want to be friends with that person whereas somebody that like like hoists you up and goes oh dude you're the you're the guy and like they're constantly encouraging you like like you grow up and either you become an asshole and you just treat everybody like shit or you're a really good person and you encourage everybody around you and everybody goes man i want to be near that person because i feel better about that and like um so so back to what you were saying is like you get to this point where when you meet people and you interact with them you like and i'm i'm guilty of this dude like i'll like somebody does me wrong and like you've even experienced this i go i don't want to talk to that person ever again and i just yeah. cut them off <laughs> entirely because i like we talked about it where we had a falling out but then we came back to each other and we we're like bro like that was a dick and you know no home all in the past and we're literally able to put all that in the past and go you know what what were we even mad about like who gives a shit you know and that was petty and it was little and who gives a shit right but if we're able to do that on that level and go like we're best friends the bestest of buddies 
he's right and then like it, it seems like impossible to do that with somebody that like bangs kids you know much less your own kid god forbid you know like that in like in that case like holy shit it's probably even harder like how would you forgive a person like that but then at the same time there would definitely be like a conflict but i think i'd like to think that people like you and i are are capable of that that amount of forgiveness and i think it makes us you know um although offensive as we may be still good people so, so how was that? What do you think? <laughs> no, I like that. That's a good. I, you beat me to it. I was going to ask after you admitted, yes, I can. I think I could forgive that person. Uh, I was going to say, now, what if you were the parent, or what if you were? I mean, I know you don't have kids, but like, what if it was, you know, one of your family members who was the victim? Um, would you be able to forgive? Yeah. Would, would you be able to take the place of one of the family members who he tried to make amends with? What if you were? What if it was you? that was the victim would you be able to forgive at that point so that that was where i was going to go with it at that point and you kind of answered that like wow that would be a tough one and i mean for me if it was me that yeah. would be one thing if it was um if it was one of my family members especially one of my kids boy i don't know because that's a really i mean and that's one of the crises yeah, that we face as christians so that when i talk about how like oh yeah, my militant atheist friends are yeah. very like, oh, it's so easy to be a Christian. But then you're like, well, what if you were put in this situation? Would you be able to forgive? Well, you wouldn't have to if you were an atheist, if you were agnostic, if you were of certain religions who yeah. don't necessarily take stock in uh, forgiveness and penitence and that sort of stuff. Like, you don't have to. But all of a sudden, as a Christian, yeah. you're like, if somebody rapes your kid and you and they ask legitimately for your forgiveness and they have made dealt with the consequences and they are legitimately genuinely asking for your forgiveness and 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 not necessarily asking for it right then but like will you ever find it in your heart to forgive me can you so and and you can take that home with you and think about it and be like i don't know and you can work on it you can pray on it you can meditate on it you can journal about it whatever it takes to get over it but a lot of, a lot of people can't i don't know if i could and that's the Thing yeah. that i struggle with so and that's yeah, one yeah. thing i guess i'm gonna send everyone off with because we're way we're over time now um is like next time um and i'm not bashing our atheist fans i'm not bashing anybody for that matter i'm just saying next time that you want to say hey it must be real easy to be a christian because everything's all laid out for you and you you know like you have this eternal you have this god who loves you and this jesus who died for you know, like you make fun of it and make light of it but like it must be real easy to be a christian think about that and be like is it that easy like not only are we suffering not only are we dealing with like man's law right that we have to follow because you know we're told in the bible that we are to follow uh like even jesus says pay your taxes because you know what i mean he specifically says it um but like not only are we bound by man's laws we're also bound by god's laws in addition to that not only that we are also told like all these recommendations that jesus made and all this and that and the other so i mean like there's a lot to it a lot more to it and also we have to forgive people and do these things that like nobody wants to do and nobody like in any like state of mind yeah. nobody would ever ask you like if you if religion were taken out of the question and somebody said can you forgive this guy for fucking your son would you no it would be very 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 yeah. hard to do that so i i hope yeah, that no, people take that yeah. that'll be my soapbox moment and that'll be the way that we end the episode 
think about that next time that you want to persecute Christians yeah. uh, or whatever. Um, and, you know, just be cool <laughs> to one another. And not even just Christians, but the Jews and the Muslims and yeah. uh, atheists and everyone. Just yeah, be, cool be cool to cool everybody. Yeah, be cool to the Jews, too. Because, I can... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the Jews. Goodness gracious. There you go. But no, but be cool to everybody because you know who knows what they're you know who knows what they're going through and who knows what sort of things that they have to face and what sort of challenges. And let's not talk about how everybody has it or how one group has it easier than another, other than uh, women. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh hell no! Reach out to us at contact at youhaveme at bigfoot.com.